And we are live. How's everybody doing tonight? My name is Anthony Brian Logan, and you're watching and or listening to ABL Live. Thank you for joining. We got a whole lot going on tonight. There's a whole lot happening. Of course, we had the debate yesterday. And thank you to everybody that came through the stream on this channel last night. That was a, a record-breaking stream for me. I think I had like 25,000 of you guys in here concurrently. So thank you all for coming in. Um, some of you guys enjoyed it. Some of you guys did not enjoy it. We'll talk about all that today. There's a whole lot going on with that. Oh, Trump didn't denounce white supremacy. How many times are you going to ask him the same question? How many times? But you know what? I'll talk about that too. I'll talk about why that whole thing is a story today. Also, we got to talk about the whole thing with the taxes. I really want to get into that because I have a close family member that's a CPA. You know, I have relatives that works for the IRS. I know about taxes a little bit. Like I said in the video, I'm not a tax preparer or a CPA or a tax attorney or an accountant or anything like that. But I know a little bit about taxes. I know a little bit about capital gain tax, uh, personal property tax. What a payroll tax, excise tax, the wealth tax in California. Did you know that if you were, were, keyword, past tense, used to be previously a California resident with income above a certain amount of money, you got to pay them a back tax if you left? Okay, so we'll talk about taxes. We'll talk about the BLM scammer. They also tried to identify himself as an APD officer and an FBI agent on tonight's episode of ABL Live. And again, I thank y'all for being here tonight. You guys are the best audience anywhere on the internet. If you like what you're hearing so far, give me a thumbs up on the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. If you're listening to this video on your favorite audio streaming platform, please go ahead, give me a five-star rating, a review, whatever you can. I'd most certainly appreciate it. And again, thank y'all for being here one more time. We're going to get straight into everything that's going on. Where should I begin? You know what I want to start with? Hold on. I, I want to start with um, the thing about Trump's taxes, and then we'll just ease right into the debate coverage. So if you're coming in a little bit late, you, you know, you're just scrambling to get something to eat right now. You can go in and get set up. I'll wait till it kind of populates a little bit more to talk about the bigger issue of the debate recap. OK, let's talk about taxes right quick, because I've been studying this for a while. OK, if you are any kind of um, person that gets like if you don't have a if you don't have a, a W2 you get from a job and then you file on April 15th then you kind of understand where I'm coming from. If that's you and your situation, but you know a little bit about taxes, then you understand where I'm coming from. Unfortunately, a lot of people don't know anything about that. So there's just ignorance going on and it's okay. I'm not saying ignorant in a disgraceful or uh, um, a way that's going to, like, I'm, I'm not trying to disrespect anybody. I'm just saying you might not know everything. I don't know everything. Like if you were to ask me about going to the moon and trying to fly in the sky with a ship, I wouldn't know anything about that. I'll talk to those that know. I'm going to talk to Elon Musk and SpaceX and NASA and whoever else knows about flying. I'll speak to pilots. I'll speak to engineers. I'll speak to those at Boeing and whatnot that understand about flight, propulsion, rockets, engines, all that good stuff. That's not my wheelhouse. But as far as taxes and money, I know a little bit about that because I have experience. I've been employed for myself for the past 15 years, long before 
YouTube was even really a thing. I'm talking about way back when I was in college, really. So I've been dealing with 1099s and all kind of, you know, I've been dealing with it for a long time. So I understand a little bit about taxes and how to file and how to get breaks and what people that have money go through. Because even before, when I was, you know, a young kid making like no money, I was dealing with those that had corporations, LLCs or whatever, and they told me a few tricks to the trade. You know, I remember what, um, part of my red pill moment was when part of the thing that led me to my red pill moment was when I was in this uh, this car shop, one of these Valvoline type places. You can get your oil changed right quick. And I'm just sitting there minding my business, waiting for my car to come out. And an older black man comes up to me and says, man, these taxes are killing me, man. These taxes, they set up for you can't win as a black man. I'm like, what? Man, taxes are so high, you can't even operate, man. You know, I got a little small gas station and they tear me to pieces with the taxes. So when he said that, it started to kind of click about taxes and what's going on. I'm like 21 years old hearing this, so I kind of been on that wave for a long time. Let's get to the taxes. Now, in the debate, we'll talk about the debate a little bit more in a little bit. They said that Trump only paid 750 in taxes in 2016 and 2017, respectively. 750, that was his liability each year. Now, that is just not true. Okay, it's it's partially true, but it's not true because the way they're presenting it is if he only paid that and that's it. That's just not the reality. In the article from the New York Times, they're referring, as far as this whole expose on this taxes, it says right there on the page that he paid $1 million in taxes in 2016 and $4.2 million in 2017. So why would they say you only pay seven fifty for each year? Why are they coming out with these ads talking about, oh, well, I pay more than Trump and I'm an EMT, I'm a nurse. No, you don't. There's no nurse making enough money to pay $4.2 million in taxes in one year. I, I, unless you're some kind of nurse of a trillionaire and you're the only nurse or something like that, there is no way you're making that much money. And that's fine. It's okay. It's not a thing to be ashamed of. Most people don't make that kind of money. For you to make that kind of money to pay 4.2 in one year in taxes, you got to be in the top fraction of a percent. You got to be in the top 0.001% of people in the world to get that kind of money. All right. So no, you're not making, I'm not making that kind of money. Nobody really is to pay $4.2 million in taxes in one year. Okay. They're giving out clickbait so you can read that article and think that it's true because they want to damage Donald Trump. And they knew that it would be a talking point during the debate. And you heard Trump say that he's paid millions in personal federal income tax in that particular period of time. They're trying to say you only paid 750. It's like, man, come on, Trump, really? It's impossible. And then my thing is this. This is what I was saying in my video that I made about the whole taxes thing. If the IRS have been auditing him, which is what Trump has said and the New York Times said, if they've been auditing him for the past 10 years, why would Broncos fan 8597 just discover some type of elaborate tax scheme? Don't you think the IRS would know? You're talking about the IRS, an agency that has endless resources in the government. They, they wouldn't be able to find that out. Okay. And then you had this whole investigation into the Russia kerfuffle for the past not the past, but for about three years, they spent $40 million, 500 subpoenas. So from the 10 year long tax audit, 
from the Russiagate kerfuffle, from the impeachment. And this has been going on for about 10 to 15 years, you know, like as a collective amount of time, they wouldn't have found anything about the taxes being illegal or some kind of tax evasion or something like that. Come on, let's be for real. Let's be serious. All right. This is just straight clickbait and it's playing on the emotions of people that don't really know what's happening. It's playing on the ignorance of the general public, those that want to try and attack Trump. <laughs> Eric Winslow says the IRS has more power than God. Hey, man, you know what? I'm not even really going to hold you. That's pretty much accurate. <laughs> I'm no, no, nothing against anybody's religion, but I mean, seriously, try not paying your taxes and see how quick, see how far you go. They try to compare him to Wesley Snipes. Trump, that is to try to say, oh, if it was a black man, Wesley Snipes, he'd be in jail. What Wesley Snipes did was fail to even file his income tax returns for like three years. Okay, now I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was a, a CPA that wasn't doing their job. It was the same thing with Fat Joe, the rapper. Um, his CPA, accountant or whatever, was stealing money from him. His son had become paraplegic. And rather than filing taxes and doing what he was supposed to be doing for Fat Joe, he was just taking the money and using it for himself. He was stealing from Fat Joe. But since the taxes didn't get filed, then that's on Fat Joe at the end of the day. Same thing with Wesley Snipes. If you're not filing your taxes, that's on you. But Trump is filing his taxes and is making sure that he is compliant with the law. You have a whole team of people that ensure your compliance. That's just kind of how it goes. All right. So if anyone bothered to read the New York Times article, and I was kind of a, it was like almost a book. You're talking about next to the Bible or the, the unabridged thesaurus, dictionary, encyclopedia, volumes A through Roman numeral XXX. It was pretty long, but you can read it a little bit or at least skim through it to see what's really going on with the taxes. Again, he did not pay $750 in taxes in 2016 and 2017. He paid $1 million in 2016 and $4.2 in 2017. And that's just personal income tax. We ain't even personal federal income tax. We ain't even talking about personal income tax for New York State or for other states in the country, if you had to pay taxes there, we're not talking about uh, local tax, personal property tax, SIS tax, capital gains tax, payroll tax. We're not talking about that. We're not talking about any kind of interest on loans that he requires to take out in order to make capital. We're not talking about any of that stuff or people that he employs or anything like that. We're not even discussing that. Fees, all kinds of fees to do business, we're not discussing that. We're just talking about personal federal income tax. One million in 2016 to 4.2 in 2017. That's just straight clickbait from the New York Times. But hey, expect nothing less from the mainstream media and the leftist media. They're going to give you lies. And they hope that you're not intelligent enough to be able to believe it. They rely on your ignorance. But I'm here to educate people so you're not ignorant so you know what's going on so they cannot take advantage of you all right i'm gonna give you what i know about taxes just to use for your own personal knowledge now like i said i'm not a lawyer or a cpa or an accountant or anything like that but what i'm saying is real and you can look it up for yourself just to clarify what i'm saying to verify what i'm saying and to expound on what i'm saying so you have more information than i do real simple all righty 
But again, thank you all for being here yet again. You guys are the best audience on the internet. And I will be watching the new South Park, Joe. I, I saw that. My, my wife told me about it. She was like, hey, you got a new South Park coming out on HBO Max. I will be watching that. Absolutely. I may do a review on that, matter of fact. So thank you for that, um, Joe. I appreciate you. All righty. So what else we got going on? I'm going to read the comments right here before I get to the next particular thing. But yeah, no, nobody in the chat pays more in taxes than the president. You just don't do it. Unless you're some kind of, you know, covert billionaire in the chat, you're not paying those kind of taxes. 4.2 in one year is no way. There's no way I'd be able to pay 4.2, let alone make 4.2 in a year. You understand? So it, it is what it is. Maybe if I just strike rich one day, I find oil in my backyard or something like that, I can pay 4.2 in taxes. But until then, it's just not really happening. Alrighty. Exactly, KG. Nobody pays 750. You usually would get a refund. Most people, most regular people, they go to work. W-2 comes in the mail. They're eager to file it because when they file it, they're able to get a tax return. You basically gave the government a 0% interest loan throughout the year. Congratulations. Good deal. And if you have kids, then you get the EITC if you are low income or make below a certain income. So you get money for each child you have as the earned income tax credit. You might not have made any money throughout the year, but if you got kids, you can file a tax return and get money back for each child. So if you got a whole football team on the alternate, then you can get plenty of cash even without working for that particular year. Okay. And everybody knows how that goes. Let me, let me claim your kids for the year. I'm trying to get a tax return. You know, you know, the whole game is versus actually having to pay versus paying throughout the year quarterly, um, three times during the year. And then once in January of the following year, and then you got to file again in or by April to see if your quarterly matches up to what you actually owe. If you pay too much in your quarterly, you might get a refund, but you'll probably end up paying a little bit more or you'll be like right at even so you don't pay anything. Like here, here's an example of what the New York Times tried to do to you or tried to tell you. Let's say I paid, I don't know, 20,000 in taxes, just, just for math's sake. I'm not paying that much. I'm just saying, just for math. Okay, I paid 5,000 in was that um, by April, 5,000 by June or July, 5,000 by uh, September, October. And then I pay another 5,000 January. And then come April or close to April, I owed 20,000 for the year, but I already paid it. So I, owe, I don't pay anything. I pay zero. I didn't pay zero. I paid 20,000. You see what I'm saying? That's just kind of common sense. But the New York Times deliver that information to you in a weird kind of way. Trump paid $1 million. And then when it came to tax time to file, he owed $750. That's what he ended up paying on top of the $1 million he already paid in quarterly before the actual tax date. Basically. But like I said, I'm no lawyer or accountant. Let's get to the actual debate, shall we? Because that was the highlight of my day yesterday. And again, thank you all for being here. If you were here to enjoy the debate with me. Um, a lot of you guys did not enjoy it. Some of you guys did enjoy it. I'm going to get straight to the elephant in the room. People didn't like Trump interrupting a lot, especially towards the beginning. And I understand because at a certain point, it was kind of hard to hear what was going on. But I got to come to his defense a little bit, although that was kind of like a little bit much. What was happening on the other side? Be clear. Once you look at the actual time spent speaking, 
Trump and Biden were pretty much neck and neck. Trump only spoke for about a minute more than Joe Biden. So, yes, he was interrupting a lot, but Biden was able to get out a lot of what he was trying to say. At the same time, Trump had to interject to get his particular how can I say his questions in he had to kind of become the moderator Chris Matthews did a terrible job moderating okay now I understand the whole thing about Trump yelling over Chris Wallace and Biden I understand that it's kind of hard for Chris Wallace to control however Chris Wallace was basically the second debater on the side of Joe Biden you're there to be the moderator to not try and ask these loaded questions and bail Joe Biden out when he needs it. That's not your job. Your job is to be a neutral party and not favor either side. But that's what he did. Um, a prime example of this is when Trump was asked about the whole white supremacy question. And this one, I, I hate this question because they always do this to Trump. They always ask him the same question. They've been asking him the same question since 2015. Do you denounce David Duke? Do you denounce white supremacy? And he always says, I denounce them. I denounce him. I denounce this. I denounce that. He's been asked a question on TV hundreds of times, and he always denounces them. If he says it in a way that can be any way seen differently than what he meant, then they want to attack him on that. Oh, he didn't come out, say it right away. He didn't say it the proper way. And he doesn't want to. I was watching the mainstream media today. So you don't have to. I was watching NBC, right? And I swear for about a good 15 minutes of a half hour program with commercials, they spoke about the whole white supremacy thing. All right. Let's not talk about anything else in the debate. Okay. Like the ballots that are being bought and sold in West Virginia and Minneapolis, Minnesota, and the ballots that were thrown away from the military that had Trump's name on it. I mean, we don't want to talk about that or Hunter Biden with the cocaine and the 3.5 million wire transfer from the Moscow mayor's wife. We don't want to speak about that. It came up in a debate. We're talking about white supremacy and stuff like that. And then they want to try to rope the Proud Boys into being white supremacists. This is why Trump was not trying to say, I disavow the Proud Boys as a white supremacist organization because he doesn't know who the Proud Boys are. They're trying to set them up. They always do that. And Chris Matthews did that because at first, when Chris Matthews was asking Trump, hey, do you want to disavow white supremacist organizations? He said, sure. He said, sure, twice. But then Chris Matthews kept going and said, well, there's been some things in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and Portland, Oregon, and some of your supporters are out there confronting people. It's like, wait a minute, hold on. Who are you talking about here? You're talking about white supremacists. Are you trying to say that Cal Rittenhouse is a white supremacist, the 17-year-old boy? How can I say that he, number one, is a white supremacist, and number two, how can I denounce him for what? Okay, I don't know anything about this young man, aside from the fact that he defended himself out there in Kenosha. I can't call him a white supremacist and he has a trial going on right now. I can't pollute those waters and disavow him, throw him under the bus with no information about who he is. Really? I can't say that same thing about the proud boys. I can't say that. And I'm glad that he didn't do it because the proud boys are not a white supremacist organization. Say what you want about the proud boys, but they're not white supremacists. I met Enrique Tario in Miami. Cool dude. Nice dude. And seeing him in person, face to face, shaking his hand, He's not a white guy, okay? I know a white man when I see him. Like, I was able to identify Sean King, a.k.a. Talcum X, a.k.a. Martin Luther King, as a white man from the very beginning. I was able to identify him. 
And I was able to identify Enrique Tario as a guy that's not white. It's not even it's not even a matter of he has a Spanish name like from Spain and Europe and he's like a, a, a white guy from Europe. That's not even what's going on. He is simply just not white. He looks like he's just black to me, like one of my kinfolk from Virginia or somewhere else. So if the leader of the organization is not white, Joe Biggs, like one of the other guys in the group, one of the big dogs in the group is married to a black woman and there are actual black people in the organization, guys that look like me, guys that I kind of know a little bit, how can you say that they're a white supremacist organization, all right? Antifa are more white than the Proud Boys. If anything, Antifa is a white supremacist organization and Chris Matthews did not talk about Antifa or Black Lives Matter. Neither did Trump. Trump can't say Black Lives Matter because then he's a racist. But he can mention Antifa because they're mostly white. And it's, he's correct to do so. So he says, hey, wait a minute. You have all the issues coming from the left. The Proud Boys ain't out there setting stuff on fire, beating old ladies up, shooting innocent black kids like Antifa is doing. Okay, remember Chaz Chop, who was behind that? That was BLM and Antifa joining forces as one to create this semi-autonomous zone in free out of Washington. And you had not one, but two young black men. One of them was a boy, 16 years old, that lost their life as a result of Antifa and BLM shooting them and killing them right there in that zone. All right. So if there's a violent group, then it's Antifa and they're mostly white. They are much more white than the Proud Boys. So we're talking about white supremacist organizations. Let's be clear about what we're saying and let's not try to, you know, label a person or a group as that when they're not. So I did not like what Chris Matthews did. He did a terrible job. Even Roger Ailes' wife, his widow, said that Chris Matthews did a good job. She said that he'd be rolling in his grave like this was a terrible output from Chris Matthews. Said he's not fair and balanced. Even some of his colleagues on Fox said that he did a bad job. I saw Pete Hexeth say that Biden kept getting bailed out. Well, who was he getting bailed out by Pete Hexeth? He did not mention Chris Matthews by name, but who else was on the stage with him? You only had Donald Trump, Chris Matthews, and Joe Biden. Pardon me, not Chris Matthews, Chris Wallace. I keep saying Chris Matthews, Chris Wallace. You only had Chris Wallace, Donald Trump, and Joe Biden. Chris Wallace kept bailing out Joe Biden. That's what's going on. And you know what? Chris Matthews, same thing from MS13 DNC, same guy. Anyway, Chris Wallace, the son of Mike Wallace. Mike Wallace was much better than Chris. He is no Mike. Mike is rolling in his grave. So is Roger Ailes. All righty. But hey, it is what it is. Chris Wallace did not do a very good job moderating the debate last night. And I think that was a bigger issue than Trump interrupting although that was an issue but trump did very well one thing about debates people may kind of not want to mention is that you got to go back and forth biden just had a bunch of notes he was reading and then when a topic came up like let's say racism or the economy he would go to his notes he would read it and then look straight into the camera and read he would give me the whole john mccain hand gestures i was like all right this guy he's not really here for a debate he's here to just give a speech give a disjointed speech give a low energy speech but trump was actually debating him you know looking him in his face talking about hunter biden and the 3.5 million and burisma holdings and stuff like that you know real things that are going on and i like how 
they tried to bring up the whole thing about Trump saying the military are suckers and losers. And he's like, well, wait a minute. You got to take out yourself. You call the military, uh, which would you call them? Uh, your stupid B word. I ain't going to cuss on the stream, but you guys know what I'm talking about. When he was in front of the military in 2016, his own cell phone tape, called him stupid bees. All right. So it's like, all right, you can say you were joking or whatever, but you said it on tape. You're saying that I said a thing that I did not say that nobody has any evidence of that even John Bolton, the guy who does not like me, wrote a book that was negative against me, who was there, said I didn't say. But you said this on camera. What's going on with that? All the questions that Chris Matthews, not Chris Matthews, I said it again. Chris Wallace said to Joe Biden, it was just really softball. Like I said in my video on the recap, Chris Wallace was just hurling them um, 99 mile an hour, Randy Johnson, curveball, fast pitch, barely over the, the strike zone every time, and then wanting a home run from Donald Trump where Joe Biden was getting them underhand college softball tosses. You know, girls, girls t-ball, girls uh, slow pitch softball. That's what he was getting, okay? And he was barely even able to make contact, barely even able to blunt. So that was the main thing. Oh, yeah, the Green New Deal. Yeah, I saw the whole thing about the Green New Deal. One thing that Trump did was tie Joe Biden's policies to a particular part of the spectrum. I don't think about the Green New Deal. And I like how he pointed it out. He was like, well, hey, what you're saying right there about climate change and what you want to do, that's part of the Green New Deal. It's going to cost $100 trillion. How are you going to pay for that, sir? Okay, the GDP of the entire world is about $91 trillion. So how are you going to pay $100 trillion in Green New Deal monies? Where's that going to come from? Okay, so, and he was like, well, no, that's not my plan. My plan is my plan. It's not the Green New Deal. But he defended the Green New Deal when Trump attacked it. Then he said in the very same breath that it's not his plan. So you're defending the Green New Deal, but then you say it's not your plan. So why would you defend it if it's not your plan? Obviously, it is, or some of it is. Okay, A large part of the Green New Deal is your plan if you defended it. If it's not my plan, I'd be like, hey, I don't know anything about that. Here's my plan. I'm not going to defend that. You're saying something that's wrong and it's false. I'm not going to defend it. Here's my plan over here. But Biden did not do that because I believe, in my humble opinion, that the Green New Deal is his particular plan. And really, Biden has no plans. Whatever the Democratic Party say that he has to do, that's what he'll do. It doesn't really, he's like a puppet. He's a very old puppet, unfortunately. Unfortunately. So Chris Wallace did not do a very good job moderating, but it is what it is. You know, I think that we all knew that was going to happen because he's a big time never Trumper on Fox News. OK, yeah, Biden should retire because he's getting long in the tooth. You're talking about how old is he? 77 years old. He'll be 78 in a very short period of time. Matter of fact, I think he'll turn 78 before the election. Hold on. Let me see. Joe Biden, he is he'll be 78. So right after the election, November the 20th, he'll be 78 years old. He was born November 20, 1942. Yeah, I mean, he's too old, and he looked like he was very old on stage. Now, as far as I saw thing about the wire on his on his wrist and whatnot, I don't know anything about that. I don't know what that was or what's going on. And some said he had contacts that were like projectors. I don't know what's going on with that. I've not, 
I, I see it, but I don't see like hardcore evidence for it. So I don't know what's going on. But I wouldn't be surprised because remember, uh, Trump's team was trying to get ear inspections done before the debate started. So he wouldn't be getting fed information from his team off the stage. Okay. Matter of fact, I'll be checking the crowd. He could be getting them baseball um, signals <laughs> from the crowd when it was time to say a certain thing or whatever. Okay. They could say, okay, turn to page three, read that, and you'll be good to go. That could be what's going on, but it doesn't really matter. You can see how Joe Biden looks. You can see how Donald Trump looks. The only thing that you could criticize Trump for was the interruptions a lot in the beginning. But as the debate wore on, it was pretty even. Everybody was able to get their point out, but it's still a debate. When I debate on TV, like every week, they tell me actually to cut the person off whenever I need to. That's what they tell me. Like before I come on and say, Mr. Logan, uh, whenever you want to jump in, just jump in, cut, cut them off. That's what we do. It's not like I'm doing that because I just feel like it. It's a debate. You cut them off and you say your piece. You have an argument, but respectful. The key is to do it. It's to not do it all the time, constantly. You do it in key moments when you feel like you need to. So you got to have a balance of being able to kind of relax, fall back, let them speak, let them get whatever they got to say out. And then you jump in in certain points, interrupt, and then try to bogart the conversation. That's kind of how it goes. You're actually told to do that during TV debates. Because I've been on TV a lot, and that's what they tell me all the time. Different stations. I was on Iranian TV today. I'm on RT all the time. Wherever I am, they tell me to do that. Jump in, interrupt, and get your point across. That's kind of how it is. All right. Yeah, Rapper 10,000, he did get mad about the whole um, Hunter Biden thing. And he admitted the whole drug addiction thing. Because Hunter Biden, that's Joe Biden's son, obviously. He got a cocaine problem. He got discharged from the military, whether that's dishonorable, honorable, I don't know. But I think he had a drug problem in the military. So if you snorting cocaine in the military, you probably won't have an honorable discharge. Just my opinion. I don't know. I'm just guessing. And then the whole thing about Burisma Holdings, this was after the whole cocaine situation. So how do you um, go from being a, a dope fiend, basically, to being on the board of Burisma Holdings for this Ukrainian um, gas company when you have no experience in that field? How does that really happen? Are you there because you can curry political favor? Like, what's going on? That's kind of what it seems like to me. But I'm just asking questions. That's all. And thank y'all for being here yet again. Listen to Unknown Colorado who says, let's get 1.2K likes. Yeah, let's get them likes up. Hit the like button if you're not done so already. Also, share the video. If you're not subscribed yet, go ahead and subscribe and click the bell so you get notified whenever I go live and post a new video. All right. Jacob Lewis says his son's addiction is irrelevant to presidential election. Get real. Well, his addiction is relevant because the thing is, after the cocaine situation, he was getting money from the Russian government or at least a local government, Moscow mayor's wife, and he was on the board of Burisma Holdings which is a Ukrainian energy company when he had no experience when his dad was the vice president. So if that's what's going on, he, he was not really qualified to be in that situation to get paid like 80 grand a month or more to be on that board after the cocaine addiction. So obviously the question is, it, is he on the board to just be able to get favors done through his father politically for Ukraine? That's what it seems like. 
Okay, and then Biden is on camera talking about, well, I went to Ukraine and I was threatening them with a billion dollars and, you know, they're going to do X, Y, and Z for me. So there appears to be some, there appears to be some kind of quid pro quo. You do this, I do that with not only Joe, but his son Hunter at the same time over in Ukraine. And let's not forget, Biden was a special envoy to Ukraine at the same time where Hunter gets this big deal to be on the board of Burisma Holdings with no experience in that field at all after the cocaine situation in the military. So, I mean, at a certain point, two plus two is four. Maybe I'm wrong, though, but it is what it is. All right. And thank you all for being here yet again. Oh, let's talk about Minnesota and the voter fraud. Oh, before I get to the voter fraud, the whole thing about the Proud Boys and the white supremacy, it's just a bunch of bogus nonsense. It's the media just trying to always trip Trump up. They ask him the same question all the time. They ask him, okay, do you denounce this? Do you denounce that? And they're trying to get that one time where he kind of slips up and does not say exactly right. And they try to play that over and over again to spin a lie. It's all that it is. I enjoyed the debate. It wasn't a perfect debate, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. Chris Wallace, not Matthews, Chris Wallace did not do a very good job moderating. And I think if he were to be a better moderator and not one-sided and not giving them questions to Trump that were very loaded and kind of anti-Trump and giving Biden them softball questions, then it would have been better. Just in my humble opinion. But we'll talk about more of that when the calls come in, of course. I'm going to move forward to the whole Minneapolis voter fraud situation. Now, you guys may have seen my video, and I think Trump spoke on it, not in Minneapolis, but on voter fraud in general with these uh, universal mail-in ballots. And I think in Minneapolis, this was with absentee ballots, not even the universal mail-in ballots. So they probably were requesting these ballots to come in, and they were being abused by the government locally. Here's what's going on with the Minneapolis situation. They were coming to people's homes and either taking the ballots from people like in elderly people's homes or they were buying your ballot. Okay. And it makes sense. Like if you have outside money coming in, right. And they say, all right, we need you to buy these ballots and fill them out for the person. And we need you to vote for X, Y, and Z person in Minneapolis. Ilhan Omar could have been elected this way. Yeah. Outside money coming in, possibly some George Soros money. Who knows? Because remember, Ilhan Omar is part of the same group that AOC, Rashida Tlaib, Ayanna Presley, they're all part of the squad. They're all part of the same group as well called Justice Democrats. And once you go down the rabbit hole, follow the money trail, it leads you to the Young Turks, Chunk Yogurt, I mean, Chink Yogurt. And then it goes to George Soros. It goes, to, it goes from the media consortium to Young Turks, Chunk Yogurt, um, the new... Justice, Justice Democrats, and then it goes to AOC, Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, Ayanna Presley. It goes, and also Pramila Jayapal, the fifth member of the squad. So that's where the money comes from. It would not be surprising if Ilhan Omar was able to get in the office from this whole scheme of buying absentee ballots and having somebody fill them out for her and getting them sent off. All right. There's videotape of a person buying an absentee ballot for like 200 bucks or more. I think it might have been a $200 down payment and then it might have been more in the back end when the whole deal was sealed. 
Oh, you're talking about $200, $800. And if you are a person that's kind of in poverty and they're making a whole lot of money, that's a lot of money. You'll risk, you know, a felony going to the penitentiary for doing something like that. Cause that's super illegal to buy an absentee ballot and fill it out. Oh man, that's big time illegal. You cannot sell your ballot to anybody or you, you can't buy it from someone. That's not illegal. That's not legal at all. In West Virginia, I think it was a mailman that got caught selling ballots. So was the mailman stealing ballots, then selling them? I don't know because he has access to it. You're able to see what it is. If you're a mailman and you're delivering these uh, absentee ballots, universal mail-in ballots, you're able to see what it is on the outside. You can just take that for yourself or not deliver it and then go somewhere after hours and sell it. Why not? You were seeing ballots get thrown in the trash. There was one situation in California where a guy had... Um, some kind of uh, storage facility or some kind of like U-Haul type truck with a bunch of mail in the back. And he just drove up to the storage facility and dumped it right in front. Didn't even put it inside the storage. He just dumped it outside and some uh, plastic trash bags. So it could have been anything in there, packages, mail-in ballots or whatever. Also in California, there was a situation where you had a thousand ballots that got mailed out, but they were duplicates. So people got mailed two of the same ballot. Also, here's another one. I was saying it before that if you live in an apartment and you have ballots just being sent out to anybody that has an address, you're going to get previous residence ballots. That's going to happen. Here's an example right here. This is a Richie McGinnis on Twitter. And I'm going to read this and I'm going to show you the picture that he has. Okay. It says, my official ballot arrived along with ballots for four people who no longer live here, three of whom haven't lived here in over six years. So he has like one of these uh, little mail slots in front of his uh, door, and he has ballots coming through there. So I count right here, one, two, three, four, five, mail-in ballots, okay? So all of these right here are hot. They're hot ballots right now that can be used. And if you fill them out and send them, how would anybody know that this is not correct? If you fill these out and send them, how can anybody know that this is done fraudulently? All you got to do is just write whoever you want, sign off on it, and that's it. Anybody going to know that it's you that did it? How would anybody know that? You could have thrown them away. Somebody come pick them up. They fill them out and they send it. This is what's going on right now all over the country. You're getting ballots. And then how about this? How about if people notice you're getting all these ballots in, all these extra ballots, so-called extra ballots? Here comes a guy on your door. Knock, knock, knock. Hey, man, you know, you may have gotten some absentee ballots that don't belong to you. How about I come take them from you and I'll make sure they go to the right place? Matter of fact, I'll give you a little bit of money just for your troubles. Or no money at all. Can I have your ballots? Or even worse, let me get your ballots right now. Home invasion, who knows? People are crazy, and this is what's going on. You have one, two, three, four, five. I can count probably six right there, maybe absentee ballots that came to this man's house in one part of Washington, D.C. So imagine all over the country when you got millions of these going out all over the place, and they're not even equipped to deal with this kind of, um, this kind of volume of voting in the mail. You're going to have elections that are not decided for months. But like I said before, it doesn't really matter what, what, what they want to do 
on the left is try to gum up the election process. They want to get it to a point where you don't know who's going to be the next president. They might want to install someone else. But if you get to 270 electoral votes, it doesn't matter if you have other states that are still in contention. California could be in contention for a long time. It doesn't really matter. Once you reach 270, it'll pretty much be a wrap anyway. And I think Trump will be able to sweep enough states to reach 270 quickly rather than waiting on California and New York State and whatnot to decide what they want to do. Okay, so it is what it is. Okay, why the envelopes label? That's what I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to figure out why the envelopes label. That's a that's a dead giveaway. And imagine if the ballots are left into your 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 outdoor mailbox with the little the thing on it. People can just come by and take them. They can come back and look in your mailbox. Oh, official ballot. Let me get that right there. They will steal your ballot. Back in the day, it was the issue. People stealing checks out your mailbox. You know, they will steal your checks. They will steal money. They will steal all kind of things from your mailbox. So, and on top of that, the postman can see what it is. Now, to some postman, they might be a dope fiend. They might be kind of broke. Those right there that you saw on the screen, these ain't nothing but big dollar signs. Okay, you might get $800 for each one, 1000 for each one, dollar signs. And they know like they might even know you as a person. The mailman might know who you are. You may have seen them before. They might know your name. So they know if you're getting a bunch of ballots coming to your address, they know that it's not for you. So in their mind, they can say, you know what? I'm not stealing from him. They're not going to be get the ballot anyway. So I'll just take these extra ones from myself and sell them. Or I'll just vote for Joe Biden because that's the right thing to do. I'm going to do right and vote for Joe Biden by stealing these absentee ballots. All right. So that's what's going on. That's why we say no to universal mail-in ballots. Okay. Nobody that's in that uh, collective of ballots requested a ballot to go to that address because they don't live there anymore. If you request an address, then you get it to where you live at right now. That's just kind of how that goes. So, yeah, that's what that is. Thank y'all for being here yet again. Definitely appreciate you guys. If you like what you're hearing so far, give me a thumbs up on the video. Share the video. Do all that good stuff. Also, if you're not subscribed yet, go ahead and do that. I'd appreciate it if you did. Oh, did you guys see the Black Lives Matter scammer in Atlanta? <laughs> you know what? The, the BLM scammer, that story is real deep. Deeper than I knew. Um, this Hold on. Let me, let me try to find the guy. Sir Major Page. Now, I don't know what this guy, where you got that name from. Sir, did he be, was he watching ABL Live? I keep saying, sir, sir, sir. Did he get it from that? I don't know what's going on. But hold on. Here's the guy, right, with this ridiculous hairpiece. I don't know when this was. Hold on. Let me pull him up. This is the guy right here, Sir Major Page. And he black. He just albino. All right. So this is the guy that decided he wanted to start a fake Black Lives Matter group on Facebook, although it, it was a real page, but it, it wasn't he it wasn't what it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be doing things for racial justice and whatnot. But what he ended up doing was getting a bunch of GoFundMe money and spending like two hundred thousand of it on personal items on, on these fancy smashy suits and maybe even this little hairpiece right here and stuff like that. That's what he spent it on. Okay. So 
He did not spend anything on any kind of community outreach or uh, racial justice or anything like that. He spent it on himself. And he got the FBI that came and raided his house in Ohio, although he was scamming in Atlanta. So I'm not really sure how you make it to Toledo, Ohio from Atlanta. Like, how you going back and forth? Like, why would you be in Toledo of all places in the world? Are you trying to hide in Toledo? But whatever. So he had a fake, um, a real but fake Black Lives Matter organization. He raised almost $500,000 from this particular group. And none of it went to anything that's positive. Elephant in room for me was Black Lives Matter in general does not have a thing that goes anywhere positive. I don't know what they do in the community that's positive. All I see them out there doing is rioting and just causing confusion and chaos and destruction everywhere they go. So I'm not really sure what constitutes him doing a thing that's wrong versus BLM doing what's right. Okay. Matter of fact, I'd rather you be a scammer than go out here and destroy people's communities by burning things up, tearing things apart. I'd rather you do that, but I digress. So this is a well-known guy in Atlanta from what I've been able to read from you guys in the comment section. Um, he tried to impersonate, well, he did impersonate Atlanta police department officers on numerous occasions. One time he had on a full replica, was it Akron or Toledo? But anyway, he had on a full replica APD outfit. I'm talking about like it came straight from the line. He put it on. He had a belt, a utility belt with... Um, a baton, a taser, and a loaded Glock pistol with extra magazines. What he did one time was they tried to arrest this woman for open container outside the gas station. So he kind of like had her and citizens arrest. And when the police got there, they let her go and they locked him up. He tried to impersonate an FBI agent as well in Atlanta. And he's like one of these agitators. What he did from what I read in the comments was he went to this rural um, gun shop in Michigan and staged a protest outside because of some reason. I don't really know. But he had some kind of rural random gun shop protests out there. Um, he being in Atlanta protesting and not paying the bill at a restaurant because they racist and stuff like that. Just a general guy you don't want to have anything to do with. His real name is Tyree Conyers Page, but he changed his name to Sir Major Page. And well-known scammer for Black Lives Matter. And you know what? He's not even the only guy that does stuff like this. This is pretty much par for the course. And this whole BLM circle. I know a lot of guys just like him that have not been found yet. And I won't even say, I know their names, but I won't say them right now because I don't know nothing. I'm not trying to get in front of a police investigation. Hopefully these guys are found out and they go to the penitentiary. Hopefully the whole BLM movement is broken apart because all of them are scammers. If you give money to BLM, understand what you're giving your money to. It'll go one of a few places. You can give it to a guy that'll buy suits and cars and watches and a house and stuff like that for himself. Or it'll go to destruction and chaos, to riots, to burn down black churches and black schools and black businesses, white businesses, Asians, everybody. They burned up a gas station. They burned up a furniture store, a grocery store. You could be immigrant here for a thousand years or whatever. They don't really care. They're a destructive force. And they want to install Marxism. As a matter of fact, one of the founders is a self-admitted Marxist and possibly even the Satanist trying to conjure spirits. So when they say, um, say her name, they're trying to conjure her spirit. So don't say her name or his name. 
they're trying to get you involved in witchcraft. So you can be, you know, giving money to a witchcraft practitioner or a scammer from Atlanta. Take your pick. Or don't give BLM any kind of money because you see what kind of people they run with. You see what kind of thing that they're on. Okay. But hey, that's that's pretty much where I'm at with it. Hold on. I, I saw a comment that I wanted to look at right quick. And thank y'all again for being here. You guys are the best audience on the internet. And I am conservative Aussie girl in the US of A. And shout out to y'all that came from X22 Report. That was a good interview I did um, yesterday. So thank y'all for watching that if you watched it. It should be up on the channel right now on his alternate um, page. So thank y'all for coming from there. All right, let me um, see the comment I wanted to look at. Okay, let me see. Uh, Critter B says, Major Page spent BLM 200000 for the home he was living in when arrested. Yeah, he bought a house for $112,000 in Akron or Toledo, somewhere in Ohio. Um, $100,000 on the house and a vacant lot. And it was funny when they went to his house to arrest him. I think it was a guy there that was like a contractor. Might have been his friend, too. And he was like, well, it'd be a community project if you need to use the Wi-Fi. It's like, man, stop. Shut up. <laughs> Wi-Fi, really? Come on, man. This this is not this is not a community center. This, this is a single family home, sir. If you want a community center, you need to go downtown somewhere and get some commercial real estate. Not this house, the single family home in the ghetto. That's not a community center. OK. But it is what it is. Thank y'all for being here yet again. We'll get to the calls in a moment. I got super chats on deck, and then we get to the calls in a little bit. No, I did not see his face, uh, Salt and Light, talking about X-22. No, I did not see his face. Thank you, uh, Redheads Rule. I appreciate you guys. But yeah, I was on the road yesterday. I was all over the place. I was. Uh, I did a couple videos. Then I, I did that. Then I went to um, a local event. And you guys are great at the local event. If you guys are watching, I enjoy all you guys at the local event, the local political event. And then I came back from that and did the stream with you guys last night, watching the debate. So it was a full day. Yes, I did, Deanna. I did the X-22 report. Absolutely. Uh, he was a great interviewer. The interview flow, it was about a half hour or so. And it just went by in a blink of an eye. You know, he gave great questions, knew when to interject a little bit to give his particular point. It was great. So shout out to X-22 Report. You did an excellent job, sir, with the interview. You got an excellent platform as well. Great content. All right. Oh, also, RIP to Kingface. I said that last night on the stream, but RIP to Kingface. He died. I think he had a kidney infection. I don't know about anything else, so don't, don't, don't give me no rumors. I don't know about nothing else, but rest in peace to Kingface. I met him once or twice, and he was always real kind of nice to me when I met him. Just a real uh, straightforward type of person. So shout out to Kingface and may you rest in peace. He was 38 years old. So my age, basically, it's really unfortunate. All right. But we have super chats on deck. I'm going to get to those right quick. And then I'm going to get into the calls. You guys know what it is, a number to call. I'll tell you that in a little bit when I'm on the super chats. All right. Let's go over here. Thank you to Apu Bakker. All Puff Daddy, who says, hey, ABL, what kind of feedback are you getting from your fans about last night's presidential debates? That's a good question. I'm getting um, people are saying that Trump spoke too much out of turn. People are saying that Biden looked real weak. 
They're saying that Biden had some type of um, thing on his wrist. I don't know what's going on with that, but I think that Chris Wallace was the the problem in the debate. That's just my humble opinion. All right. Thank you to Griefer's crew who says Trump messed up bad last night. Let's hope not. What's really going on? Hashtag Black for Trump. Hashtag ABL Love You Show. Thank you for that. I appreciate you. Shout out to Mary Ellen Water who says, how does Biden lie so easily like the whole time? Yeah, like the whole thing about um, Charlottesville. Oh, man, they kept bringing up Charlottesville. It's like, man, let's leave that behind. <laughs> really, let's leave it behind. This is really just kind of crazy. But I don't know how he does it. I think at this point, he pretty much says whatever they tell him to say. It doesn't really matter what they tell him. He'll just say it because he's being told to say it. Okay. Let me see. <laughs> Deb, uh, hold on. Debate the cause. Three says, ABO, will you be standing down with other white supremacists? I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I've no, no, nah, don't, don't, nah. It's all good. Right, right for 10,000. Don't, don't, don't delete it. Don't delete it. It's all right, man. I wanted to answer that question for real. But I don't even know what that means, really. White supremacists, the Proud Boys are not white supremacists. I was saying that earlier in the stream, if you didn't catch it. Um, the leader of the Proud Boys, Enrique Tario, I met him a couple times, or at least once in Miami, I met him. And I shook his hand, spoke to him face to face. I know what a white guy is, and it's not Enrique Tario at all. And another guy in the organization who has a pretty big name, Joe Biggs, no pun intended, is married to a black woman. So I don't understand. And you also have a lot of black members that look just like me, my skin complexion and everything that are undeniably black in the organization. So I don't understand how they are a white supremacist group. It doesn't make any sense. Antifa is more, much more white than the Proud Boys. But for some reason, they're not seen as anything other than the idea. I don't understand how that works. They got whole websites, Facebook pages and the whole nine where they organize, where they talk about collaboration with other people, uh, where they go to events to cause destruction. That's an organization to me. They probably got an LLC and everything, but different story. I digress. All right. <laughs> Wanda says, Mike Wallace rolling in his grave. Chris, you dummy. LMAO. Exactly. Shout out to Apu Bakar, All Puff Daddy, who says, Hey, ABL, what percentage of the black vote do you believe Trump will earn in an election November 3rd, 2020? Are you getting messages from Red Pill Democrats? At least 20%. That's my, uh, that's my goal. That's my um, guess. Could be 25%, and that's pretty big. I think it was like 8% or more because that's kind of inaccurate. But at least 8% in 2016, it could more than double to hit 20%. That would be tremendous, monumental. That would pretty much destroy the Democratic Party on a national level. If that happens, they're going to really push for illegal immigration to try and replace us. That's a fact, but I'm going to digress. He also says, hey, ABO, did you see the Monday night football game, Chiefs versus Ravens? What do you think about Mahomes? Is he worth half a billion? I did not see the game, so I have no idea. Um, Mahomes is a good quarterback, but with these guys that run a lot, all it takes is one bad hit and it's a wrap. You need to spend that kind of money on a pocket quarterback. If he's going to stay in the pocket and not run at all, then he might be worth it. But like I said, one bad hit and he's kind of a big guy too. So all that weight on the bones and he gets hit one time, it's a wrap. And he won't be able to actually perform anymore. So they pretty much waste that money. Thank you to Journey and Journey Trials and Joy who says, try to sit through the Philip DeFranco video. 
And of course, not surprised, he blames Trump for everything bad. How does the left get away with half-truths? Now, what did Philly um, Fuda Franco say? I kind of like him a little bit, but I've not seen him in a while, to be honest with you. So I don't know what he said recently, but what did he say that was, uh, you know, kind of wrong or controversial? Thank you to Matthew Richardson, who says, come testify today. I, th I think I did see come testifying today, but I didn't watch it. Thank you to Apu Barker, All Puff Daddy, who says, hey, ABL, looking forward to seeing you on Officer Tatum's live stream tomorrow night. Love it when Jericho Green is on with you guys. Hope Derek is back. Pro-life and police work talk was awesome. Absolutely, man. Shout out to my man, Derek. Derek is working right now, so he, he, he travels on Thursday. But, hey, hopefully he comes back, you know, when he has time. So shout out to my man, Derek, and also Jericho Green, one of the best on the entire internet. So shout out to my man, Jericho Green, and also Brandon Tatum. Thank you, Mr. Kelvin Hamilton, for your donation. I appreciate you, boss. Thank you to Steve Cutts, who says, you need to be less selfish and run, my friend. <laughs> man, I just started getting really going in politics, man. Can I get a little bit of time? <laughs> but thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you to... Well, my nose is itching, randomly. Thank you to Spicy Stir Fry. Great name for the emoji donation. Thank you to Tim Wesley, who says, Hey, ABL, hope all is well. It is. My thing is why they so concerned with about him paying taxes. How come they don't think to ask about other presidents paying taxes? And secondly, I think Chris Wallace was favoring Biden. Oh, of course he was favoring Biden. There's no question about that. Um, the whole taxes thing, they they want to try to villainize him for being rich. That's kind of what's going on. And, you know, the, the funny part is that Joe Biden was talking about millionaires somehow being a bad thing, but he's a millionaire too, so I don't really get it. You know, Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders was on the same thing for a while, talking about millionaires and billionaires. But then when he started getting that money from running and getting, you know, high dollar donations and Robert Elbows with the top people, he was a big, he was a millionaire, too. So he had to kind of stop that whole millionaire talk being against millionaires because he's one of them. So he went from millionaires and billionaires, just billionaires by themselves. Thank you to Jay Moore, who says, I personally felt President Trump didn't hit hard enough with his responses to the key issues. I just wasn't all that convinced by his responses. I understand. Matthew says top 1% pays 33.7% of all income tax. Bottom 50, only 3.6. That's as progressive. This does not include property, payroll, sales, state, or other taxes. Correct. Correct. But people don't know that. They don't understand that because people that don't know what's going on and they want to criticize Trump. All they know is that they go to work, they get a W-2 form at the end of the year and they pay or, or they, they have with, they have um, withholding and they usually get money back at the end of it when they file. They don't know anything about paying, you know, without getting money back and paying a large amount of money. They don't know anything about that. Thank you to Cal who says, Trump should ask, you love your kids so much, why didn't you want them to live in a racial jungle. Direct quote from Biden back in the day. A very good point. Absolute favorite point. Thank you to Lili who says, Babylon B wrote, quote, Ninth Circuit Court overturns death of RBG, saying that's how they're going to block Trump. USA Today fact checked them with 15 sources and labeled the article a satire. Really? So, I mean, okay, I'm going to pause right there. Some people, okay, who's going to actually think that you can overturn a death? I mean, seriously, with 15 sources and then label it as satire, why must you label thing as satire that's obviously satire? I mean, come on. So when I'm on, uh, when I go to a movie and I'm watching that comedy, do I need a fact checker in there to say that this is comedy or it's a movie or it's not really real? 
if I see a flying elephant, is it going to be a fact checker on that? I mean, at a certain point, come on, <laughs> you know, they're, they're trying to attack Babylon B because they are effective in lampooning the left. That's all that it is. They don't like them. So they're trying to attack them through the whole fact checking thing. And also the fact checking kind of, it hurts them on Facebook because then they get found out as being, you know, they're, they're pushing fake news. So then that kind of, you know, lowers their reach. So they're trying to hurt them financially too. And they're trying to be spiteful on top of that. Thank you to unique SFTB who says the day people stop looking at our skin color to define us will be the day we all know our peace. I love everyone, regardless of how you identify. There you go. Very good words. Thank you to Chris Wegmer, who says Trump should realize that this debate wasn't for his base because we're already his base. It was for people on the fence who have now headed for the hills. That's a good point. Thank you to JC Warlock, who says Biden needs to talk to Chris Hansen. <laughs> Thank you to Black Rocker Conservative Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, who says, man, Trump gave Biden the business. People acting like Trump ain't been telling, talking like this since he has no filter. He's a real one. Come on, people. Trump 2020. Yeah, he has kind of been doing this for a while. I mean, back 2016, that's how the debates kind of went. But Joe Biden is not even on a level of uh, Ted Cruz or Marco Rubio or anybody like that. Okay, Joe Biden is like kind of a corpse in the ring fighting Mike Tyson. And I was saying that. I was like, I don't want it to be a steamrolling where he fights back like barely and can barely even get his arms across his his shoulder to swing you understand so that's kind of what it was unfortunately but that's all uh joe biden's fault that's the democratic party's fault for pushing them out there and making them try to fight this man that's stomping them into dust all right ryan walker says i feel like if wallace could have or would have actually stated or <laughs> debated Biden on what he was saying, Trump wouldn't have had to jump in as much. Wallace only debated Trump. There you go. And it shouldn't be Wallace debating. He should be the moderator. All you got to do is ask questions and try to stop everybody when they kind of go over the time or they're talking too much. You know, you're not there to really debate and give your two cents as a moderator. But he did do that, unfortunately. Thank you to Gavin for becoming an ABO supporter. Thank you to Red Dead Redemption fan for your donation. Thank you to RetroGaming81 for your donation. Thank you to Chase Monstroid who says, thanks for everything you do. We don't need any more puppets in government just getting their strings pulled. Trump 2020, there you go. Uh, thank you to Sandy Davis for your donation. Thank you to Dapper Dave 2021 who says, send tweet of multiple ballots to Trump campaign. Oh, will do for sure. Will do. You got to see it. I want that on a commercial on TV right now, immediately. Thank you to Mixed Girl POV who says, please keep doing what you are doing. You totally rock and you help inspire me to want to begin my own conservative channel. Blessings to you. Well, thank you for your donation and your very kind words. So is that your channel right there? Mixed Girl POV? I'm going to see if I can find it right quick and give you a shout out on the, on the um, chat section there. All righty, there we go. So Mitch Girl POV, let's go ahead and get you rocking and rolling in the chat. You guys check her out and see what you got going on. And again, thank y'all for being here yet again. If you like what you're hearing so far, please give me a thumbs up on the video. Also, subscribe and not subscribe yet and share the video as well. Share it on your, your, your best friend's Facebook page and get them triggered. Do whatever you want to do. All righty. Oh, it's all good, man. Uh, Mark, 
it's all good. You know, get the word out, like the video, watch it. Whatever you can do is all good with me. Thank you to Lisa Myers, who says every registered voter should vote in person. Do not select just your party. Select each individual within your party. Love you, ABL. God bless you. Thank you for your donation. Your very kind words. Thank you to Abraham Abraham, who says I use informed delivery from the U.S. Post Office to record everything that is mailed to my address. Makes sense to me. Thank you to Black Rocker Conservative Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu who says, LOL, yeah, that guy laundered almost half a mil from BLM supporters, and no one talks about this. If it was Trump supporter, it'd be number one on the news. Exactly. Talking about that guy in Atlanta that was scamming uh, all that BLM money. He got like 500000 in donations and spent 200000 on the low end just on personal items, a house, suits, accessories, food entertainment dining all that you know expensive high life type stuff thank you to marie renzi for becoming an abl supporter thank you to ernest chancellor for becoming an abl supporter thank you to brian stevenson who says hey abl do you think biden had a wire i believe he did and are you excited about the vp debate love your content keep doing what you're doing um i don't know about the wire i saw something but i don't know what that was so it could have been a thing that was used to feed him information from his campaign, but I have no idea really what that was. It could have been a thing that just was needed for the debate. I don't know what, I don't know what that was, to be honest with you. I have no idea. Thank you to Frederick Craig, who says, Black Lives Matter on a platter. The left is the left in a nutshell. R.I.P. King Face. Yes, R.I.P. King Face. And thank you for your donation. Thank you to, thank you to Diplomatic community who says president trump steamrolled those two but it needs to be more composed let biden speak his nonsense then pick it apart uh, yeah exactly just let him speak get it out there and then tear it but at the same time interrupt when needed that's what i was saying earlier you gotta interrupt sometimes but don't do it so much because then it becomes just like you know out of place and you're not able to have the debate go smoothly at all but you do need to interrupt because it is a debate. Just just kind of do it in moderation. Then you good money. Thank you to Gerard Weaver who says, will modern Renaissance man be on Thursday Live again? Hey, I don't know. That'd be good. You know, shout out to James Smith who says, I'm oh, becoming an ABO supporter. Thank you to Copper Cab's Milk Duds who says, I wish Trump caught Biden out on more things. Yeah, you know, but see, the thing is, Chris Wallace was not asking the proper questions. He was just trying to really favor Joe Biden and Trump had to yell and scream to get his questions out. Talk about uh, Russia and uh, his son and the Green New Deal and Antifa and stuff like that. You know, Trump got those out, not Joe Biden. So if you had a better moderator, then he would have been able to call Biden out on more things. But that was not the case last night. I think it was more just about trying to frame Trump in the way that makes him look bad and he was trying to kind of like almost defend Joe Biden or give him a little bit of a break, which is not very good. Thank you to LSFJ1009 who says, hello, ABL, awesome content. Morgan Freeman once said, the best way to fight racism is to stop dwelling on it. Your thoughts, Trump 2020. That's all facts. That's big time facts. Yeah, if you're not focused on race 24 seven, then it's not even an issue. It's only a thing because people that focus on it so much, you can't not focus on it. Thank you to Adriani who says Antifa.com, reroutes to JoeBiden.com. <laughs> that's, that's probably some um, crafty guy that bought a domain name and made it do that. But that's probably not a thing that Joe Biden's team actually did themselves. 
Uh, I think it's a pineapple Papa 34 who says ABL Chris Wallace for president. Wallace 2020. <laughs> hey, he was trying to run, wasn't he? Good grief. If he wasn't trying to become the president, he was wanting to be the running mate. You know, I saw a meme today that had um, Kamala Harris's face replaced with Chris Wallace's face because that's kind of what was going on. You had a two-on-one debate. It's like, if you're going to do tag team, can I get Mike Pence in here, make it even? And we, we could do doubles like tennis. How about that? But I digress. Thank y'all for being here. Let's get to the phone calls. You guys know the drill. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. The number is always in the description box below. And right here on the ticker, at a certain point, it'll come across the screen. But we'll get to that. There's also an email for Skype in the description box below. Check me out right there if you want to be on screen right here in the bottom lower left-hand corner. All right, let's get to the calls. <laughs> Brian says, crackheads for Biden, dope fiends for Biden. Hilarious. Hilarious. All right, let's get to the calls. Let's start Skype up right quick. If he wants to act right, that'd be fantastic. All righty. Yeah, that's a good point, Stephen A. Smith. Might as well place Biden's face with Kamala's face. Very good point. Might as well. Why not? <laughs> Same, I mean, because she she'll be the one that's actually running the, the whole situation. It won't be um it, it won't be Joe Biden. All right, let's get to this here. My microphone. Check, check. Okay, we good on that. And there we are. Okay. All right, Jordan, what's going on? Nothing much, ABL. How about yourself? Everything's good, man. Can't complain. That's good. Um, hey, you know, the House is trying to, uh, because of the Supreme Court issue, the House is trying to pass a bill saying that Supreme Court justices can only serve for 18 years. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. That was crazy. It's like, man, yeah. come on. You're trying to do anything you can right now because you know that we're going to have the Supreme Court for a very long time once Trump is done. Yeah, it just really goes to show um, RBG probably should have retired, not let her ego cloud her judgment and just retired during the Obama administration because she was already uh, old at that point. Yeah, like I don't understand why she stayed on. I don't really get it. It's like, go ahead and retire right now because you know it could be a chance that um, that Hillary loses so go ahead and retire right now. You got the guy that you want in office. Let him replace you, and it'll all be fine. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I watched the debate, but I got to tell you, it was such a uh, – um, people have used the word S-word show, just to be respectful on your channel. That's probably the best uh, way to describe this debate. Um, I agree with you about Trump. Like, you could – he might have to moderate the way he interrupts, you know, Biden, because uh, then there are places that he seems kind of awkward at this point, seems angry. But at the same time, I got I was wondering who, what what was Chris Wallace doing? Like Chris Wallace works for Fox News. If this is where we're going to get from him, the other two debates, they're not going to be any better. Well, yeah, hopefully it's not him moderating. Hopefully it'll be somebody else because... It's probably going to be him, but I'm, I'd imagine it'd be somebody like in CNN 
or MSNBC. Because remember, last debate we had, I think, Lester Holt. Last election, Lester Holt did the first one. Anderson Cooper did the second one. And then Chris Wallace did the third one. So, you know, we got Chris Wallace first. I don't expect anything um, anything different from that. Yeah, that, that, was, that was pretty bad. But it, it, they're, trying, they're trying to, like, change the rules right now. They're trying to say that um, if you speak over your time, they'll cut your mic off or something like that. So it, it'd be interesting to see if they change things. And if they do change it by cutting the mic off, they're going to be applied evenly or just one-sided against Trump and for Biden. Let's see how that goes. Yeah. And um, on top of the whole the Trump texting, and I'll talk about that and then I'll head out. The thing is, is that... You know, I, people have said the term, um, don't blame the player, blame the game. Yeah. And I kind of agree with that because we got to understand the reason why these loopholes exist for people is because our tax system is so convoluted. It allows that to happen. Like I had a friend, I think I had a friend who um, who had to look through, I think, thousands of pages in the tax code to find some sort of loophole that he could use to run his company. When things could be much easier if there was just a much more simplified tax code, like a flat tax or something. Cause hey, R.I.P. Herman Cain, nine nine nine. He he had the whole blueprint right there. Yep. You know he had it. Some, somebody said that he got this idea from like a, a Sims video game. I don't know. I, I don't uh, know. But yeah, but he yeah, he, that, he was on the right track though because the tax code is very complicated, and if you violate, they will they will put you in Gitmo. Bit rocks little. So you don't want to violate that tax code at all. But see, Trump has a whole army of lawyers. He has money to be able to stay in compliance. So whatever he's doing, is going to be legal because you're not going to be in business for that long to be that rich, to be that famous and never have any problems. You're 74 years old. And all of a sudden now some guy on Twitter says, hey, you're violating the tax code. You're going to go. To no, that's not how it works. Exactly. All right, ABL, I'm going to head out short and sweet. I'll be in chat and I'll talk to you later. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Peace and rest in peace, Kingface. Yeah, RIP Kingface. All right, I'm trying to get my um. Hold on, let me turn it off right quick. I'm trying to get my sound right. I had to kind of just mute them at the end to keep the ringer from ringing in your ear real loud, but it doesn't want to turn off for some reason. Windows, I tell you, it sucks a little bit. Let me just get that away, and then we get to the next call. There we go. Finally, all right. All right, three or four, you're on line. I'm going to speak it to. Adrian. All right, Adrian, what's going Hello. on? Hey, love your show. Thank um, you. I didn't, watch, I didn't watch the debates. I didn't have to because when Chris Wallace had that list of what was going to be talked about, it was all going to be more of the same, what Joe Biden knows. You know, slam Trump, blame Trump. It was all something he was capable of doing because that's what he has done in the past. There was nothing new. So I didn't watch the debates. I was disappointed for the country because I'd hoped that they'd talk about, you know, suspense about what they were going to bring, what Joe's going to bring. And uh, I don't think there'll be another debate because they're going to have to talk about these things. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It was already done, you know, it was it was sad. That's that's all I got, AB. I love your show. Thank you for the call. I definitely appreciate you. Okay, bye. Yeah, that's, that's a good point there. I can't really argue too much with that one. All righty, I guess there's some more calls here. 
Let's go. Three one zero. You're in line. I'm speaking to. Hey, it's Pete. How you doing, brother? Hey, everything's going pretty good. About yourself? Very good. Shout out from an old white guy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm. I'm not. I'm not really concerned about a millionaire who goes into public service and accepts nothing in the way of a salary as much as I am a guy who is nothing goes into public service and makes himself a millionaire. Right. That's the guy's taxes I want to see. Right. Exactly. That that's a more important thing. And, and then beyond it, taxes, like how did you make the money? Because, Okay, I see on your 1040 form that you have a particular amount of income, but how did you generate the income? Where's really coming from? If you are, let's say, at Joe Biden, and I see you got like a million dollars in your 1040, where did it come from? You're not working. You've not been in government for a long time. So is that a pension? What is that? Where's money coming from? And people like Nancy Pelosi, you're making 140000 a year as um, a house rep, but you're worth millions. How? Explain that to me. Well, you take it, take it, take a look up. Maxine Waters, Bernie Sanders, they're all, all of them, every last one of them, multimillionaires, and they all did it while working in an office sitting right behind that desk. That's right. Absolutely. So, I mean, it, it raises a question because if you've been out in the public sector, you know, I mean, in the, pardon me, in the private sector making money, that's one thing. But once you get into government, you're not going to be out there still moving and shaking the same way. That's a very good point. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for the call. See you. Yeah, very good point. Now, like people like Bill Clinton, didn't Slick Willie get paid like 500000 for a speech in Russia that was like a half hour or something crazy like that, a so-called speech? Now, was the speech something else, actually? You know, you can get paid for a speech, but you get a little nod, nod, wink, wink. And, you know, they're saying, okay, we gave you that money for a speech, but you want something else. We're not going to pay you just for that. We'll say as a speech, you can put it in your taxes or in your income disclosure, but we want something else. So what's up? Hunter Biden. Why did Hunter Biden get $3.5 million from the Russian, uh, for, from the Moscow mayor's wife? Why? For what? Was it a gift? Was it his birthday? Was it Christmas? What's going on? Okay, you don't get that kind of money for no reason. It's got to be a particular reason. And I, I love to know. Why is this man's wife paying you $3.5 million, allegedly? Just a question. Let's get to the next call. You want something All right, Matt, what's going on? Hey, how you doing? Everything's good, man. How about yourself? Yeah, I, uh, man, I don't know about all this, uh, uh, calling the Proud Boys white supremacists. I don't get it. Uh, I'm black. <laughs> I'm, I'm a Proud Boy, you know? So, <laughs> uh, uh, the, there's a weird thing, like with truth, like uh, you know, Joe Biden did call the troops SBs, but if you watch that video, it's funny. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, like I could tell they probably was joking, but it's like, all right, going to give Trump that same benefit of the doubt to put it in context? Or are we just going to say you yeah. said it and then that's it? Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm I'm a vet and I was over there at that time and. Um, I loved it, like when politicians would come and talk to us and kind of be real and stuff like that. Um, but I think I think you, you know, there's just there's two levels, uh, there's two standards. I mean, they're holding Trump's feet to the fire for the whole grab by the pee thing. But um, you know, Joe Biden said something 
that if you don't have any context to it, that's pretty salacious, right? So it's a serious double standard. Oh yeah, big time double standard. But that's that's how it goes though. I mean, I, I expect that now from the left. If they don't do that, then I'm surprised. Yeah, it's it's pretty much a mo, mo. So that, that kind of when I watched the debate, I didn't quite see it as a F show so much. I uh, I saw it as like a you ever seen a dad that is like going to court to he's like in a custody battle with his wife <laughs> and the whole system is like really designed against him. Yeah completely exasperated and just looking for some sort of justice and, and to to drill some point home to say no you know i i never called her that or whatever you know like and i just saw like so i googled so you can you can look for the word antifa and trump in the same news uh or excuse me antifa and biden in the same news he's never once said the word until tonight that's the first time he's ever been on record saying the word antifa it just hasn't happened wow and it was the on the in the 23rd biden was up here in the i'm in the seattle area you know but he was up here uh uh, doing some stumps i guess if you could call it that but he was at a seiu union and someone asked him about hunter biden and he completely blew up that was like the only time he's ever been asked and it was just by a civilian so this is like his chance, Trump's chance to say, what about Hunter Biden? You know, and I still remember, you know, 2016, you know, I was a delegate in 2016, but people trying to take Trump to task over his dad giving him a $1 million loan. You know, oh, I wish my dad could do that. I wish, you know, oh, the fortunate son and all that stuff. Well, how much tax did he pay on that $3.5 million sent to him from the Russian oligarch? And what has he turned million into nothing. He got a stripper pregnant. He banged his (laughs) brother's widow, you know, and the whole thing is Hunter Biden. The whole, and I almost think we're a failed state. I watched Comey testify and I don't think they're going to get down to anything. You got, I don't think, I don't have any faith in Lindsey Graham. uh, Barr, I don't, the Durham report, where the heck is that thing? Can't they put the gas pedal on that? That should have been out months ago, right? And we are a failed state. And the reason why people don't value uh, like American principles is because we're we're basically taking on Mexican principles of corrupt government, corrupt cops. Oh, if nobody goes to jail, then it ain't anything. So we don't even value voter fraud anymore. I, I you know, I've been trying to explain to my friends up here about voter fraud. It's it's not even an issue. They think, like, if no one's getting caught, then it's just a conspiracy theory or, you know, there's, you, they just don't take anything for granted or, or that the country was a good country and now we're not anymore because no one's going to jail for this stuff. Yeah. I Man, I feel you. You make great points, really, because there's one thing about it. People don't even really value the law. They don't care about the law, so... If there's no value for the law, people don't care about it. Then how can you have any kind of enforcement? How can it happen? Like in Minneapolis, where the voter fraud is just happening out in the open, like there was a video from Project Veritas. They're outside in the middle of the daytime exchanging the money for their ballot. I mean, how, more, how much yeah. more brazen can you be? Like, where's the, where's the concern? They don't care because it's like, I won't get caught. I won't go to jail. So what? I'll do what I want to do. 
Yeah, but if it's like a if if it's a whistleblower and that uh, that Mark Zaid was my attorney, the same guy that represented that Ukraine phone call whistleblower. Um, if it's like a whistleblower that has no direct knowledge of the phone call, you know, and and is releasing information prior to any, any even knowing what the transcript of the call was, that's rung up a flagpole, you know, and the whole nation is all of a sudden concerned about some kind of quid pro pro. But you can have video of these things happening and. That might take me to my last point. And Trump said some the biggest thing that he said in the debate, and that I don't see a lot of coverage of this. Uh, he said that he caught. He first of all he used the word coup. Sh- straight up, use it. You guys tried to stage a coup. We caught you on camera. Matter of fact, you were the one that recommended the Logan Act be used against Flynn. You know, and Joe Biden like had that oh that liar face on. He, he literally did the liar face. And uh, you think Trump has got... That if Durham comes out with a tape that has Strzok and Page and Biden and Obama talking about the Trump campaign investigation, Crossfire Hurricane, which, which Comey is on record saying that he never once talked to the administration about Crossfire Hurricane. It, that was his testimony today, and that's right. Uh, then someone's lying, and if nobody goes to jail, we are a failed state. Failed. Someone will have to go to jail. Uh, I'm with you, man. Well, thank you for your call as always. Definitely appreciate you. All right, shout out to Matt for the call. Great call. All right, and you guys are the best callers in the internet. I tell you that right now. I tell you that all the time. Let me get to my next one here. Nine one three, you're in the line. Who am I speaking to? Hello, nine one three. Yes. Hey, this is uh, Brent from Georgia. Happy to get on. It's the first time uh, actually getting through. But uh, I just uh, wanted to say that there's a few people that I listen to all the time. One of them is you. One was Brandon Tatum, uh, Ben Shapiro, Michael Knowles, Dave Rubin, and uh, other other people like that who I feel like I can trust and I just feel like Fox News has totally let us down at this point. I know you've talked about it before, but I just feel like after last night that other than the primetime lineup, that we've been totally let down by them. Yeah, it's it's been it's been pretty sad, unfortunately, because I feel like they're going in a different direction. They're going more towards a corporate direction and not so much about real news and bringing in too many people from the left. You know, I understand not wanting to have all the same voice, but you don't have to have the left infiltrate to be different. You can have different conservative voices and they're starting to get away from that. So, yeah, I see where you're coming from. A lot of guys are just like yourself starting to get away from that type of stuff and going more towards alternative media. I guess my biggest my biggest concern is that I just felt like that this was their chance last night. Like, this was Trump's chance to finally get Biden and to have people put him on the record and have him actually be held accountable for all the things that he's been dodging. And Fox News was our one, was our one chance. And I just – I think that, you know, we – I think Trump missed some opportunities, but definitely, you know, the, the America missed the opportunities because of – because Fox News let us down. Like I've looked at the, the lineup – 
um, of debaters, or I'm sorry, for the uh, moderators for the next ones, and it's uh, USA Today, Susan Page, uh, Steve Scully of C-SPAN, and NBC's uh, Christian Welkers. That makes me feel a little bit better because I don't see MS, NBC, and CNN, but I'm, I just, uh, I still think that that you know we've missed all the opportunities, you know, uh, you know, uh, of actually being able to have somebody who would hold them accountable. So I just, well, I'm just curious to your thoughts on that. Well, yeah, I mean, we we definitely got to get to you know people getting held accountable for what they. We can't just let things go. We got to have some actual law and order. You know, Trump always says it. We got to actually stick to it and really do something about it. Uh, I'll get off here, but I, I definitely wanted to get your your insight on because I mean I was screaming at the point last night when uh, when they asked him about the packing the court, and his whole his whole response was, uh, well. I'm not going to answer that because that'll be the conversation. Y'all just need to go vote. And I'm, and I'm immediately put on my Facebook. I'm like, what do you mean <laughs> we need to, to go vote? We're asking you the question so we know how to vote. Like, how can you say something like that? And how can Chris Wallace let that go in check? I don't understand it. Uh, I mean, that's a really good point. I mean, I think that the lack of an answer gives us the answer that we need. And, you know, Chris Wallace doesn't really care because I feel like he was more on the side of, uh, Joe Biden than Donald Trump, and he should have been neutral, not on either side. But you know, I think we see what he's all about now as well. Yeah. Well, uh, I appreciate you taking my call, and I think you do a great job. And I really appreciate everything you do. Keep fighting the fight, and I just hope that uh, I hope that we do have more opportunities to see the real Joe Biden of our America, because I feel like most of your viewers already know who the real Joe Biden is. That's right. All right, you, sir. Thank you. Bye. All right, a great caller. Let's get some more callers here. 559, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hello? Yes, caller. Who am I speaking to? It's Darlene from California. All right, what's going on? Well, what I want to know is, um, uh, the, I watched the debate last night, and um, it really, um, I was, I was very happy of what Trump did last night. Um, he got all his frustrations out because they've been bashing him for four years. And um, I just think that he was just very upset and mad and angry about what they've done to him. And I think it just went overboard. <laughs> and those people, they just don't seem to care, you know. And I just think that um, Biden... Um, he just wasn't all there, you know, at all. I mean, really, I didn't think he did a very good job. And I think uh, Trump uh, is, um, he's a very good man. And I wish people would see that because he is helping the country. And it makes me very upset when I listen to the news and they say how bad and this and that. And I think he's doing a wonderful job. And I'm really scared if Biden wins, that this country is going to be a mess. That's what I, that's all I wanted to say. I was just, you know, I mean, he just took out the anger. You know, Trump is a Gemini and he's like a fighter and he's fighting for us and he's not a politician. And, 
and people, they don't, I don't mean, you know, in that place is politics, you know, and it's all politics. And I just think that he needs to, uh, I don't know. It's it's just hard, you know, but he's trying to do the best he could do. That's all I could say. And I'm voting for him no matter what. I think he's one of our best presidents that I've ever seen in my lifetime. And I think um, maybe he could turn the country around. Maybe if things calm down and this coronavirus and stuff. I mean, California's bad out here because I live by the mountains and stuff, and it's very smoky, and it's our governor is not running it very well. And um, it's a mess over here in California. Mm. I mean, another thing, we just got a flex thing <laughs> to we might shut off our power again, you know, it's just, it's hard out here. It really is. But I really, I really like uh, Trump a lot. And I just, I just wanted, that's all I wanted to say. I was just, I just think it was just a, just, I mean, I mean, Chris Wallace, for one thing, is biased towards Trump. And, you know, they just don't like each other. And I think in what I saw is that by he Trump, I mean, Chris Wallace, he's like, you know, he was arguing with Trump. Trump couldn't even have a chance to speak. And I just think the stuff that they put out there was all wrong. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) I think (laughs) I don't know what to say about it. I just think it's that's what I think. You know, I think. um, But I think he's Trump is a good, good man. You know, I just I don't. I mean, they they sit there and do all his taxes and everything. I mean, well, so what? Who cares? I ain't, I ain't voting him for his taxes. I could care less. I could care less about any of these guys' taxes. I just, as long as they do a job for us and help us, I mean, you know, that's all I care. I just want honesty. And you can't trust any of them, you know? That's why a lot of people, my friends, are not even going to vote because they don't they they just they can't see anything they think everybody's you know messed up my sister won't even vote and she's a democrat mm. she says i'm not voting i'm not my mom she's 80 years old and she loves trump her and her, she's like on the same birthday as he and she just thinks he's the world of him and she just thinks the democrats are all crazy she just says oh my god well my sister agrees she does, and she's a Democrat, and she's, she said, this is awful. This is just terrible, but, you know, and I don't like the mail-in ballot thing. If I'm going to vote, I'm going to go in person and vote. You know, I don't, I don't, I'm not into that. I think that's all an excuse. That's all a lie, and I don't believe the polls, okay? The polls are a lie. I don't, I don't vote. How come they don't call me and have a poll? You know, how come, I'm, how do you get these polls? You know, for what? And who are they calling? <laughs> I mean, where do you get the polls at? I don't see a poll to vote on the Internet. You know? Right. Uh, I'm yeah. with you. I'm with you. <laughs> but th- thank you for your call. It was, it was an excellent call. I appreciate you. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. It's my first time calling, and I love what you're doing. Thank you so much, and keep up the good work. All right, now. Thank and you. And someday maybe you'll be president. Maybe you'll be president someday. Hey, you never know. Mm-hmm. Anything can happen. You. You know what? Hey, yeah. Thank you so much for taking my call. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye bye. (laughs) All right. Good call. Great call. Let's get to some more here. Okay. Two five six on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, ABL. This is Don from Alabama. Just want to give you a call. All right, man. What's going on? Oh, not much. Uh, Just got some information for you. I think we're going to wind up having some troubles down here in Alabama with some voter fraud issues. Oh, you think so? 
Yeah, uh, I've got a friend working at the uh, absentee ballot area right now, and I was warned not to mail the ballot from my local post office box or from my local post office. Uh, they've, they've been having some issues with these being extremely delayed or not received, and some people who've actually requested absentee ballots not actually receiving them yet. And uh, we don't know where it's going on there, so I was advised to take my absentee ballot to uh, the city in which uh, we'll be hosting the election, uh, main office, I guess you say our county seat. And I dropped that off there today, and they told me it would be uh, three days before it could clear. And there's a direct post office box, so I asked them about that to place it in the direct, and they said they could. And uh, I actually went smart enough to get a receipt on that so I could track it. But uh, another issue going on I uh, just want to touch on briefly is uh, with our governor, Kay Ivey, extending these uh, mask mandates again. Mm. Uh, I find it I find it funny that uh, the way it's set up is we have a state health official who's able to make the full decision for the state. And since she's uh, disclosed the legislature, they're not able to pass laws at this time, which they're trying to set up so that they can pass to eliminate a state official from being the sole decision maker on uh, when to close a state or make mandates. And uh, I spoke with an official on that, and they said they do want to pass a law to prohibit that next next term. But it's awful funny. She's been extending these uh, mask mandates up until certain periods. And today she extended it past August or extended it to uh, November the 8th, just past the election. So, okay, my question That's to one. you, my, my, my question is, are they enforcing that out there in Alabama? Because... There, there was a mask mandate here where I live, but nobody's enforcing it. It's just you can pretty much do whatever you want. So is that happening in Alabama as far as the enforcement? Uh, you have mixed enforcement, really. Uh, the police, I've spoken with several of them that say they're not going to enforce it, that that's not a big deal. I personally go to stores without one, but uh, most places there's a lot of signage up saying that they require it, but I typically avoid those. And right now I – I live close enough to Trenton, Georgia, and to Chattanooga that if I want to go there and make purchases, I do it to avoid any mask issues. As well as, I know this sounds bad, but to punish the, our governor from having our tax money a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. It makes sense. Well, I do appreciate you taking my call, ABL, and uh, you have a good night. All right, thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Thanks a lot. Bye. All right, great call. Shout out to the caller. Absolutely. Yeah, this whole mask mandate is just, you know, and, and where I live, the county commissioner, the, the county mayor, pardon me, he was saying that he extended the mask mandate because that's the way we can we, we can technically comply with whatever's going on. We can open back up and go back to normal, but people aren't really enforcing it. So the, the county mayor said he's going to extend the mask mandate, or he did before. It's about to expire here in a minute, but he extended it. But the police chief came on TV and said that he's not going to enforce it. He got on TV with a mask on and said, we're not going to enforce the mask mandate. So technically there is a mask mandate, but nobody's enforcing it. And I think that might be the best way to go. You can have a mandate, but it's like a recommendation. That's probably the best way to do it. So if somebody catches something, can nobody say nothing? Oh, it's a mask mandate. You didn't wear your mask. That's your fault. Because the main thing is people trying to sue, being litigious. That's, you know, that's, that's an issue that you got to deal with. All right, let me get to some more calls here. Okay, hold on one second. All right, probably on the line. I'm going to speak to 2617. 
going on, man? All right, so what, what happened to your boy? What happened to what happened to the President Trump, man? What happened? Was acting crazy last night. What's going on? What's going? Who who coached him last night? How was he acting crazy? Man, interrupting Biden, getting under his skin. That he accomplished. He did get under Biden's skin. That I give that to him. That was the only accomplishment that he did. That he making call him a clown twice and then told him to shut up. I think that was the whole game plan. The game plan was not to debate him. The game plan was to make sure that he keep interrupting him so Biden could lose his, his focus on his school, and he did accomplish that. But it was, that was not a debate. It was only Biden um, talking about what it was the plan for the, for the country, and Trump keep getting interrupted. So pretty much Trump did not debate it, debated Biden. And I don't think Biden should debate him again because he's going to do the same thing. Even the commission, the uh, debating commission, they decided now they're going to change the rules because of Trump interrupting him so many times. So I didn't think at this point he should not debate him anymore. It's no point. I, I think he should debate him one more time when the third debate is when the uh, audience asks the questions so he won't be able to run away. So I think that's the only thing that they should do. They should skip the second one, go back, only two debates, do the third one, and that's it. I don't think you should be wasting time on all these debates when he's not willing to debate. If you are not willing to debate, what is he going to have a debate for? Okay, if, now, if Trump, have, now Trump did debate. He was debating him on a lot of issues. He sure did, he I think. And I think that Biden was one that was not debating. He was one that was pretty much reading his notes and giving them um, in-camera no, speeches rather than debating. So what's, wrong, what's wrong with taking notes? Obama took two No, no, you weren't were listening. No, sir. You talked for a while. No, I'm going to talk. Um, mm -hmm. He was reading his notes to only give an in-camera speech, not to actually use the points in his notes to debate. He just talking to the camera, to the people, rather than having a debate, being present in the debate. <laughs> no, no. He took notes about what he was going to say. Like He took notes to give an in-camera speech. The first question... The first question what they were asking is about Obama, uh, about health care. And then uh, Biden was talking about Obamacare, and then Trump interrupting, saying that Obamacare was for the, uh, for the, uh, for the uh, left, and it was, it, was, it was into socialized medicine, when Biden never said about socialized medicine. He said that he wants to have a public option where those who are very poor that don't have any money for insurance, those who are in Medicaid, who were enrolled in that program, are no cost. But, but isn't, that, isn't that already Medicare? But, well, what he, wants, what he wants to do, what he wants to do, make sure that he control Medicare costs by enrolling into another program. Like there's a lot of people that should not be in Medicare, that they're making some okay money, that, that they could go and buy from the private, private sector, they could be subsidized by the government. But you, but you said, you said very poor though, so which one is it? Well, that's what that's what he said. He said those who are going to have income limitations for this new program we're planning to do. There's a lot of people that Medicaid. They should not be Medicaid. The reason they are Medicaid because let's say somebody makes twenty-five thousand dollars a year and they already certainly don't have insurance or had a stroke, then they're enrolling on Medicaid without even checking his his income uh, uh, ability to buy an insurance. Because the people wait until the last minute until they have an emergency to go to the emergency room, and then they need extra care that they have to stay in a hospital. The hospital, like, okay, who's we gonna bill? So, oh, I wanna apply for Medicaid. That's the, that's what he was saying. But Trump keep interrupting it, that he was the, with a, a Bernie Sanders plan when he never said that. That was the first interruption. 
and then accidentally went to coronavirus because he keep interrupting him. And then he said that, well, that Biden, under, under Biden, he killed 302,000 soldiers. That's not even true. No war in America. So how, how many, how many died? How many died then? I don't know how many, but no three, do you know what 302,000 uh, soldiers died because he provide, he failed to provide care to the, to the, to the veterans? It's just not true. It's just not, dude, nothing is true. So, but do you know the number? He do his own sir, 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 I, sir, listen, do you know the number? He, I don't know the number, but I know it's not uh, okay. But you, but you, so you, so you don't I, know. I know. So, so I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk. See, see, you're interrupting. I, 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 you talk for a while, taking up all kind of time on the show. This ain't your show. You're interrupting, trying to talk about um, Trump interrupting the irony. But anyway, if you don't know, then how do you know? You don't know. You don't have any kind of ballpark figure at all. I don't know, but I know it's not 302. Uh, okay, all right. Soldiers died in four in eight years that Obama was in office. So that, that's accurate. If only if if in the all the wars combined, all the no wars, no no. But see, you're not you're not, you're not listening. You're not listening to like the whole situation. Like, are they did, did they die in war or did they die from other reasons? Not having health care, not having even, access. If, that's no, different. That's different. That's that's not that's, that ain't the same thing as dying. In. I'm talking so you can be quiet. Interruption again. Now it ain't the same thing as dying in war. That's just not. What was going on? So it is what it is. Okay, so that 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 that's not true. Then 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 he went to the green the, the, the new deal the, the green deal the new deal. <laughs> well, number one, Biden is not even in Capitol Hill anymore. I don't know where this guy is getting. Like he said, first first of all, the new deal, the green new deal, it hasn't even been supported by the majority of Democrats in the House of Representatives. So why why did Biden defend it? Biden did not defend that. He sure that's did. Yes, true. he did. Right there on stage. That's yes, he did. True. Biden. You're lying. Look. Okay, that's not true. Number one, Biden defended when he was in the Obama administration. He said we should lower car emissions. He said we should lower certain fuel. He said we should lower this thing that damaged the environment. Biden left. When, when was Biden? When? In 2017? Oh, Biden left office. Okay. Biden has not been in Biden defended the Green New Deal on stage because... Trump said something about it, and then Biden was like, no, that's not what the Green New Deal is. It's actually this. And then he said he doesn't support it. So I'm trying to figure out which one is right. You're going to defend the Green New Deal, try to, try to like support it, and then you're say you don't support it. The Green New Deal I'm, I'm, the I'm, Green I'm, New Deal will be his deal because the left are going to dominate him. The far left will dominate him. him. They'll dominate him. And I'm talking, they'll dominate him. Whatever they say, he'll do. He's a puppet, an old puppet at that, a, a broke-down old puppet. And then they're going to try to put in Kamala Harris if he was to succeed and winning what she won't win and then they'll push forward the green new deal and whatever else they want keep talking about climate change all this day and a third is all the same thing okay it, it came originally from jill signing in, in, in that party then aoc and them got it now just a general democratic party they have it they want to get back in the paris climate accord and stuff like that i'll give you the last word okay that's your humble opinion that means your opinion all right that's okay last mean. word come on tighten that's up let's, no, let's get to it true all right all right so, so is, that, is that your so last you're, word you're, you're, Okay, so the last word is, is, is yours is not true. Check out when Obama was in all right, the All right, all right, all right. Thank you. Thank you for the call. Thank you for your call. All righty. All right. Give him a little bit too much time. Let's get to the next call. Let's go. Nico, what's going on, man? They might get back uh, in the climate accord and on stuff on like that. I'll give you the last. I hear you well. Just turn your speakers down for me, boss. 
sync right now. Yeah, it is late. That's fine. Oh, yeah. Um, by the way, I just got to say, um, happy late birthday to you, man. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate you. Oh, yeah. And by the way, my little brother is actually taking a liking to your show, and he might and he actually wants to call in sometime. Hey, excellent, man. Tell him call on in whenever he wants. If I can get him one, I'll get right. him one. Hey, hey, but I got to say, with that debate, I haven't watched the full debate, but I've only watched the highlights of it. And I got to say, that was pretty interesting. But the thing that really got to me was the really... The thing that kind of was interesting to me was when he actually mentioned was when he mentioned about China. There's two things that got me was the China was when he brought up China, where he's like, China ate your lunch. And that's was the China ate your lunch. And it kind of it kind of it's kind of interesting how the Democrats are actually sticking up for China when they called when they called Trump a dictator. They called Trump a white supremacist and that sort of stuff. And then all of a sudden you see China, which probably does which actually is an actual dictatorship. And then at the same time, they're actually more racist to black people than America at an extremely high level. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, that's, that, that's the whole projection thing. You're saying what others are doing, but really they, they're doing it. That's that's kind of how that goes. Hey, orange man, bad, yellow man, good. <laughs> that, that's right. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? And then you and then with the money, I'm always hearing about Trump and then he's and then with a tax with the tax cuts and him being a millionaire and them attacking him for being a millionaire. I mean, with Trump. Yeah, sure. He he's actually richer than most than any of the wealthiest Democrats in power right now. But look at all the successes that Trump has under his name. The only difference is Trump actually did in the private sector and he actually and he actually worked his wealth through his own merit, right? How, what is, what is the achievements that the Democrats like Pelosi, Schumer, Biden, what's the success they had under their names after being in politics for half a decade, even before politics, what have they achieved before then? Getting that good government money, trying to figure out ways to get more of it, not actually producing anything or building anything. Yeah. And you know what? And you know, it kind of gives a bit of perspective, perspective now because i'm saying is that nowadays when you're gonna look for when you're gonna vote for a candidate at least do a deep deep background check on what they've accomplished rather than what race you are rather than saying rather than focusing on the glass ceiling they're gonna break that's right exactly you know it should be merit-based rather than just how you look and your appearance yeah it's kind of like with with all these attacks that are going on, it's kind of like baseball, you know, metaphorically. You're not giving Trump the strike three. You're giving him the ball four. Mm -hmm. That was very good. I like that one. You're right. Yeah. And I got to say, I mean, actually, and have you ever heard what's going on in California right now? Yeah, with the fires and everything? Yeah, but not just with the fires, but the land that... My mom actually bought some land in Napa lately, and the land, it turns out, is gone. Mm. Now, I mean, it, I mean, it's, it's burned, but can she, is she still own it? Like, can she still, like, recultivate it? Like, what was going on with the land? Well, it's, it's, it's bare. It's burned to the ground. But the good news was she hasn't actually developed anything on it at the moment. So she dodged a bullet right there. Yeah, that's good because she could have started working on something to put some money into it and then that process would have been gone. So it's fortunate that she didn't have anything there, but it's unfortunate she got fires going on at all. Yeah, and even in California right now, I know that it's, I know that in New York, in West New York, it's probably hitting winter. But here in California, 
it's actually at 90s to 100 degrees. Oh, wow. And it's almost, in October, it's right around the corner. Could you believe it? That's crazy. Yeah, that, that'll be tomorrow when October hits. Yeah. And uh, one more thing before I actually head out. With California, even though it's a deep red state, I want to actually give you some hindsight. Did you hear about when lately when Trump actually landed in Sacramento? Um, no, I didn't hear about that. When Trump landed in Sacramento, the rallies were there was of all the California rallies, they were they were actually packed to the brim lately. And then you saw a lot of small protesters and one of them actually tried to jump on a police car. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, you see this a lot in the rural in the, in the rural areas because Sacramento, while it's not as liberal, it's still a it's still a, there's still a lot of people who who actually vote Trump out in Sacramento. Right. Mm -hmm. But I know you have a lot of callers right here, Anthony. I'm probably going to end it right here. Well, thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right. Thank you. Bye bye. All right. Shout out to the caller. Great call. Let me get it some more here. And let's do. Okay. Hold on. Okay. Let's go. 484, you're in the line. I'm going to speak it to. Hey, Abel, it's me. How you doing today? Everything's good. Can't complain. How about yourself? I'm I'm good. Uh, hey, I wanted to ask you a quick question. See, I have people that keep talking. See, when I'm at work, I keep seeing on the news. I don't really believe in this COVID-19. I'm not saying it's not real, but they keep talking about a quote-unquote vaccine and all that other nonsense. They're still quote-unquote developing, developing a vaccine. I, I feel like by November, it's just going to be like, I want, I'm, I'm curious what they have to say about this quote-unquote vaccine. Do you think they're lying about the vaccine? Well, I don't know. I think they're hopeful about trying to develop it, or maybe they're saying they're going to do a vaccine just to kind of, you know, just to kind of keep the calm. I don't really know. It's hard for me to tell. But either way it goes, it doesn't really matter to me because I'm not going to be able to get the vaccine. I'm not going to take it. If they say, okay, we got the vaccine, we didn't, we didn't try it, we tested it on animals. I'm like, okay, that's nice, but I'm not going to be a better tester for your vaccine. So I'll go ahead and just, you know, I, I've been okay thus far. Um, I, you know, I've been on planes and everything else since the whole thing started. And I've not uh, died yet. So I'll be fine with just my normal immune system yeah. rather than having the vaccine. Yeah, me too. I, I've had worse than than this so I'm, I'm i ain't got nothing to worry about and another thing i wanted to tell you again like the story you was talking about i saw that story from earlier with the um the guy that was uh running at black lives matter from greater atlanta i i, I read this story on tatumreport.com i was like wow he impersonated a police officer like years ago and i saw the record and he even got caught trying to handcuff a woman trying to like take the law into his own hands and trying to impersonate a, uh, impersonating a police officer. That's a felony. So I'm, I'm assuming he has like three felonies. It's, it was crazy when I saw that story. Yeah. That, that whole thing, that was, that was really wild. I mean, this guy is a, is a general menace. He's a menace to society really, because you try to personate a police officer on numerous occasions and also an FBI agent. Now he's over here scamming. I mean, talk about being a stereotype of Atlanta with the scamming stuff. It, it was crazy. So hopefully this guy gets locked up and can just stop doing this type of stuff. But you know what? The whole thing about Black Lives Matter is a scam anyway. He, I, I'm glad yeah. that he, I'm glad that he didn't go out there 
and uh, engaging in riots and burning stuff down. At least he was just scamming for personal little trinkets and whatnot. So that's probably the bright side of the story. Yeah, and the thing about black and the thing about Black Lives Matter, it's the same thing we talked about this years ago. I talked about this with a few other people years ago, and it's like if you want change, everybody keeps saying we need a change to the system. Okay, one, if you want change, people, it's like it's the same. It's like how the saying goes: people want change, but they don't want to change. Just like what's going on in Chicago and all these other cities. And now I'm not talking about now. Them cities had problems years before leading up to this until now now their problems are even worse right exactly it's just, it just it just you know increasing the problems not actually trying to fix anything yeah and and i cannot believe i, I talked about this, about this with you last time but i, I go around trying to talk to people like because this is an old lady she's a trump supporter she said you got to go around and tell people you got to like hopefully to get them thinking and all that kind of stuff but some people it's like you don't even want to say it to them because they just don't want to hear it because I I talked to this this one girl me and her got into an argument well not really an argument but she was saying she said to me cops are going around locking people like me up like she was black and I'm black too she's like cops are going around locking people like me up she said the next time you get in trouble with a cop don't be crying when they lock you up for something you didn't do I said I said number one I'm more, I can, I'd rather trust the police. I trust the police more than I trust some of these goons that run around on the streets. I'm not scared of cops. I'm scared of these goons out here. I don't have to look over my shoulder when there's cops around. I have to look over my shoulder when there's some crazy nut out in the street that's not in his right state of mind. That's right. Exactly. That, that's, that's the main exactly. thing. I'm not worried about the. You know, in, in reality, black folks are not worried about the police. We're not afraid of the police. That's just this is not even really a real thing. That's something on the internet. That, that's something in popular culture and music and stuff like that. But once you're out there on the ground, it's it's not even a real issue. Exactly. And the thing is, in my neighborhood where I live in, like it's it's quiet around the area I live in. It's pretty quiet, but it's like when you go further down, it's like the gang members won't even bother you if you're not involved with nothing. They won't even bother you. So if the gang members not going to bother you, why would the police bother us? <laughs> exactly. So yeah. it's just it's a win-win situation down here. So I'm good either way. Right. Especially Same here. If you don't even hang around in the area. So it's like, and then and one more thing, I say to a lot of these Black Lives Matter people, I say to them, okay, well, you have nine people that have been so-called murdered by police, even justifiable shooting. I said, what about? I'm currently right now looking up all the 54 children that's been murdered throughout this entire year. 54 children, and that's just blacks, that's just the children, not including all the other people that's been murdered this entire year without the coronavirus. Exactly. I mean, that's that's the a bigger issue. It kind of gets glossed over like it's not even really important. So if we're talking about Black Lives Matter, I mean, let's let's really talk about it for real and, and be serious rather than having to be some kind of hashtag or saying that's kind of empty. Yeah, it's it's all fake, I, and I'm honestly getting tired. And one more thing, I want to say to you: I had a girl, I, I was a girl I was friends with on Facebook. She she downloaded Brianna Taylor's pictures and then re-uploaded her pictures and put the tag saying they killed one of us. I was like, really? I mean, at least if you're gonna do it, put R.I.P. But no, she took her pictures and re-uploaded it to face to her Facebook page. I was like, Jay. 
Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's getting really, it's get, it's getting really cringy and weird. I was just like, I'm just tired of it. Right. Yeah. It's crazy, man. But hey, thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate you. No problem. Have a good one. Same to you. All righty. Let's get to the next call. All righty, you guys. Can you hear me? Uh, good evening, ABL. How are you? Everything's great. How about yourself? Good, good. I'm glad we were able to get through. Um, I'm going to try to go as quick as I can. Cause she I got know... you a list tonight, old boy. Well, <laughs> I just wanted you to debunk a couple of things that come up to mind. Um, the Oregon police, when Trump said last night that uh, the Oregon police supported him, um, it was later revealed that he did not. Do you know what's going on with that? No, I don't know anything about that. I think I saw something about a specific person that Trump was talking about, but I don't know too much about that. Maybe it could have been a mis um, a, a misstatement. It could have been a wrong name that was said, but I don't know too much about it. Okay. And the other thing is the jobs. Um, when Biden was talking about more jobs were created during Obama's administration, I just don't see that. Well, I don't know about the number of jobs, but the thing is, the economy was depressed for a very long time. It was a slow recovery. So it's like, okay, if you keep the jobs at a very low level, if you have a very low um, amount of jobs that are created in your administration, and then towards the end, you start to actually create jobs, then that, that's kind of a misleading way of looking at it. They're, they're trying to act like, oh, we just kept making jobs and it was a, a, a bountiful time throughout the entire presidency. That's not the case. That's exactly what I was thinking. And then I really wished Trump could have hit home the debacle with the swine flu. He did bring it up. But isn't it true that Biden kind of quit testing? And then when o Ebola hit, they depleted a lot of our supplies during that um, disease. Well, yeah, they didn't um, replenish any of the, of the supplies they needed to replenish. It kind of just let things go away and it wasn't really a, a serious thing when the, when uh swine flu hit eh, it's just like whatever a lot, a lot of people died from that but it wasn't really this whole big thing like how they got right now they got the ticker on tv talking about the covid deaths but back then it wasn't the same response to the swine flu yeah and and they didn't even keep up with numbers to where it's like because the news ignored it america really didn't know what was going on and i actually met someone that had the swine flu that was on a ventilator for about a month. And um, one more thing, Kamala Harris, was she on TV several months ago speaking about the riots needed to continue and how to get these protesters out of jail to post their bail? Now, I don't know about her saying that the riots need to continue. I don't know if she said that specifically, but she did post a link to her Twitter page, which was a link to a fund to get people bailed out of jail that had been involved in the riots. She did post that. I saw it with my own two eyes right when she posted it. And I think it was called the Minneapolis Relief Fund or something like that. It was Minneapolis people. So she did do that right on their Twitter page. So that was a okay. fact. Okay. Well, I just thought I could bring up some things to kind of, if anyone's listening that isn't sure of the truth, I felt like maybe you would have the information that they needed to hear. Oh, yeah. It makes sense to me. I appreciate that for sure. Oh, you're welcome. David, do you want to say hello? Oh, I'm good, bud. Okay. And I just really hope that we can press on. There's a difference between absentee ballots and um, that you have to request that are legitimate versus just this broad 
uh, mail out voting. So. Exactly. 100%. Okay. Thank you for the call. Thank you all. Appreciate y'all. Bye. All righty. Great call. And let's get to some more calls here. The number to call 434-658-1220. Like the video if you're not, if you're not, if you've not liked it yet. And also go ahead and subscribe to the channel. When you subscribe, click the bell as well. When you click the bell, you get notified whenever I go live and or post a new video. Let's get to the next call. Victor, what's going on? Hey, thanks for taking my call. And no problem, man. What's going on? Nothing much, man. Say, so, uh, in your video when, about the cowboy, you remember you talked about how kids' lives matter and the cops are there to help save a lot of kids' lives. That's right. Yeah, so a prime example is a kid. Well, he's 17. I think he's 17 now or maybe 19. His name is Lil John two times or used to be called Lil John G Mr. GDK. If people don't know about him, when he was 13, he was part of the drill rap and he put out a diss song. Hold on, hold on. Before, before you do that, GDK, is that Gangster Disciple Killer? Yes, exactly. Okay, Gangster got you. <laughs> yeah, and, think, and this is when drill rap was becoming big. And what's crazy about uh, Lil, Lil, Lil John, that he was 13 at the time, that put out a music video dissing Gangster Disciples with a gun making a music video at a school and what happened is that the cops got word that the gangster disciples was going to murder him and the other kids that was in that music video wow and, yeah and when they got that they transported him to another school in the suburbs wow okay so so they they moved the guy the, the the GDK guy that was in the video making the threats with a gun at a school to a suburban school. Yeah, they yeah they transferred <laughs> him to a suburban school, and guess what? His, his name is now Little John two two times. He's still making diss songs, putting dead rap on dead members in his song, and you could thank the cops for that. That's crazy, and you know what? The thing about it, if people don't understand about the Chicago scene, the drill rap. Um, these guys, when they put songs out like that, it's 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 like they're inviting people to come shoot them, or they're saying, "I'm going to come shoot you." It's like a death threat in the song. That's what it is. And these guys will get killed over these songs for real. Yeah, yeah. And then you know, I've been, I was following the FBG duck uh, killing. Yeah, hoping to see if something if something comes up. And I mean, I get it. What FBG Duck was feeling because ever since Chief Keef became popular and put out the Tuka song, oh, said that I'm off this Tuka, where that dissing became went on a national level, it just ratcheted it up. And I totally get how FBG Duck was feeling, but it ended up killing him too. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and for people who don't know who Tuka is, Tuka was FBG, FBG Duck, one of good friends. He is probably the most disrespected dead person in drill music. 
and he died at 15, was shot up waiting for a bus. And what's the crazy thing is that his brother, little Mark, I think like four years later, died the exact same way. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So anyway, um, I know it's been a long time, but I've been meaning to talk, talk to you about this, about week one of the NFL. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. The Pittsburgh Steelers talked to a mother of a son named Antoine R- Rose. I think I think I said his name his name right. That they were going to put his name on their helmet. Well, Alejandro Villanueva decided not to. And then after the game, Mark Palsy said that he's not he's not going to do it, and got the mother mad. Reason why? Because they didn't even know the backstory behind him. What happened is that Antoine Rose was shot in the back because he was running from the cops. But however, what they didn't know, that he was part of a drive-by shooting, that the cops pulled over and they found and they found him with a gun in the car and they took off and they took off running. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So also with Cam Newton. okay, uh, this is before the first game. Cam, they asked a question about Cam Newton that they didn't think that him and Bill Belichick was going to work together. Find out that it was working. And Cam Newton said that, well, I think the reason why that people say that because I'm a black quarterback. Mm. However, however, guess who was the first person who doubted it? Cam Newton himself. (laughs) And he said it on on Odell Beckham podcast with Victor Cruz. Wow. So <laughs> you want to claim this whole race thing, but he, he doubted it himself. So it's like, come on, man, stop it. Like, let's let's not even why why make up lies. What's what's the purpose, man? Stop all this victimhood stuff, man. Like, really? <laughs> exactly. So and, and the last one I want to talk about is Russell Wilson at his week one after the game interview. He said that he hopes that his daughter will grow up just like Breonna Taylor. Wait, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Who, who said this? Russell Wilson? Yeah. Oh, my. Russell, oh, man, this is crazy. Okay, first of all, let's talk about Russell Wilson right quick. Russell Wilson from Virginia. I know his family. His dad was like the administrator of Norfolk State University. You're talking about a whole college administrator. This guy, he, he comes from a, a great family. You want yep. your daughter to be a thug, missus, a, a dope girl, harbor and fugitives, Running from the law, dead bodies in the car. That's what you want, really? A ride or die who gets shot because a boyfriend shoots the police and uses her as a human shield? Yo, that's crazy. I mean, I don't know what Sierra got going on, but she put something in his head that ain't really the way, it, it ain't really right. Yeah, man. I mean, that's what happens when you just don't don't know the facts. I mean, uh. they probably just know that, oh, she's about to be an EMT. But I mean, dude, she's a victim of her uh of her decisions she was the one that dated the drug dealer on top of that she put her boyfriend in danger because and new york Times was the only one that said this reason they weren't afraid that it wasn't the cops they thought that it was her ex-boyfriend knocking, yeah. and they were afraid come on and i feel i mean i kind of feel feel that kind of bit because 
I was kind of in a similar situation. But no, like no, that. no. You weren't in some, you weren't in, you weren't in the same situation because you're not out there slanging no drugs or nothing like that. See, the the boyfriend wouldn't even be your problem. See, you got a, a dangerous ex boyfriends out there selling drugs and y'all doing the same thing, and there might be some conflict because of the kind of life that you're in. That's that's the main thing. If y'all not involved with the life and the exes ain't involved with the life, then it ain't nothing to be worried about. Now, if you just got a crazy person. It's on the outside. That's something different. But you guys are involved with the life. That's the the bigger issue. Yeah, but what I was saying is, is that with me, because I had I had a girlfriend at one point where I didn't know too much information about her past mm-hmm. until she's until I caught her talking to her ex boyfriend. No, oh, okay. And found out that that ex boyfriend is a drug dealer uh, 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 yeah yeah and then and she ended up break um breaking up with me and went back to him and i kind of <laughs> let's yeah. just say that i'm i'm glad that I, nothing went, went went south with me definitely definitely man <laughs> yeah anyway thanks for taking my call thank you for the call man definitely appreciate you all right bye all right, great call from my man, Victor. Excellent call. Yeah. And what you don't want to do with it are women or men. So I'm not I'm not sexist here. But if you're dealing with somebody and they got a crazy past and that past is like right there. Like, let's say, for example, you, you meet a young lady, right? Talking to the men here. You meet a young lady, right? And she, you know, she she's nice. She's cool or whatever. You get to talking to her. And she said, hey, you know, I got a I got an ex-boyfriend. He's in jail. See, man, that's a red flag right there. Ex-boyfriend in jail. How long is he in there? What did he do? Like, I want to know more about the whole situation. Is he going to come home soon? Why is he in jail? What's going on? If And they got kids together. Just go ahead and, just go ahead and get on out. You know, the, the SpongeBob meme, I'm going to head on out, do that. If she got a baby daddy locked up, he's going to come home. Mm-mm. No, nah, don't do that. Let's get to the next call, though. All right. Call the on the line I'm speaking to. Skype call. Yes, sir. That's you. What's happening, Hello? man? How's it going? Everything's good, man. What's going on? There, 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 it's, it's a delay on the stream, so don't look at the stream. Just talk to me on the Skype. Okay, no problem. Yeah, um, so my name is Gene. All righty. All right, nah, nice to meet you, bro. Uh, so uh, it's been actually quite a long time uh, since I've been watching you. And I never knew really that, you know, there could be black conservatives out there like that. But uh, really glad that you're doing what you're doing. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. No problem. All right. So uh, I just had a few things to say about, you know, the debate and things going on in the country overall. So it's clear from when you look at um, when you look at Biden, this guy doesn't know who he is, where he is, why he is where he is or how he got where he is. You know what I'm saying? I don't see how the Democrats could not see this. I guess they choose not to. But um, either way, they let him get away with a lot of stuff. Um, he didn't debate last night. Basically, what he did was just deny, deny, deny. He got away with it. And you could see from the debate between him and Trump that Trump, just, he, he needed a release. He, he just needed that release. Um, and so, you know, he did a lot of overspeaking and whatnot. I think that um, that's just something that he kind of like needed, but that's for the future debates. So I'm pretty sure he'll correct that. And I, I kind of hope he does because there was a bit of this case in my mouth. Um, a few times when he just wouldn't let Biden speak because it's like he was taking the opportunity for Biden to fall. He was taking that away from him. You can see Biden, you know, tripping up and whatnot, you know, letting him trip. 
and uh, he kind of wasn't wasn't letting that happen, you know. Right. Right. Um, but overall, like, I, I kind of think that um, that uh, that Trump did win, um, and the reason is that you know, like, you have a for example, yeah, like the viewers from Telemundo, sixty six percent of those viewers felt that um, that that Trump actually won. I saw that poll. That was that was a that was an eye opening poll right there because you know you're not really going to get trolls are going there watching Telemundo uh, filling that poll out. So that was really eye opening poll. Right, right. Yeah, it was quite shocking to me. And um, another thing is, I, I want to comment on Chris Wallace. Um, one of the things, like for the debate, you, you should you should sort of allow for there to be a sort of like a fluid, organic dynamic, which you didn't really allow for. Like I understand that you know the rules were set. And that you know two minutes per uh, for each uh, for each person, but you you kind of have to let the debate sort of like grow its own like organic sort of like form, and you know let the people at, let the two like debaters actually get at each other, which kind of you really didn't let happen. So that that was a bit of a letdown. Um, one of the last thing I just kind of wanted to say was that uh, the the whole um, exaggeration about like uh, coronavirus and like the face mask fiasco. Like I'm not denying that. It, uh, whether it exists or not, it, of course it exists. But I mean, even like today, like I learned that, like if you are uh, 20 years old or younger, like, and you have the virus, there's a 99.997% of you surviving. Now, if you're the age from 20 to 70, there's a 99, and you have the virus, there's a 99.5% that you will survive. And if you are 70 or older, then there's a 94% um survival rate so like I, I can i can just it feels like everybody's just taking the information swallowing it and mindlessly going about their days you know i agree it's like you know let's just take a little bit of time to think about what is going on here you see the survival rate you see what can happen as a result if you catch the virus why are we shutting down the entire country? I think it's overkill. And I believe at this point we can get back to normal because we, we can't live like this forever. All we're doing is really ruining the economy. The, the, the damage we do to the country and the economy will be greater than catching the virus, in my humble opinion. It's, it's a complete overkill. So I go to the library to study every day, right? And um, what they did now is what they have the desks basically like eight feet apart, not even six feet apart, but eight feet apart. So I was like, you know, okay, fine, you know, uh, coronavirus and, you know, we have protocol and whatnot. So I go and sit at my desk and I remove my mask to go study. And then the security guard comes to me and he says, oh, you have to have your mask on at the desk. I said, like, <laughs> sir, like, what do you mean? You do know if, if I have the virus and it's on, if I have it, regardless of me wearing a mask or not, I'm touching the desk. I'm like everywhere. Everyone is exchanging, you know, germs and and, and fluids and whatnot, you do realize it's, it's going to land on the desk regardless of whether or not I have a mask. You know, it's just, it's it's hard for them to fathom. Like, it's hard for them to fathom that. You know, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm kind of going on a tangent, but there's there's this thing called um, insensible water loss when people are on a ventilator. And what happens is that people on the ventilators can easily dehydrate because a lot of fluid comes out from your from your respiratory system, um, basically like a sort of vapor. Like, what do people think is going on when you're wearing a mask? Like, the vapor is coming out from the sides. You know, people are going to pick it up. I mean, either way, I, I don't want to rant on it. I know you have a, a lot more calls, but I just have one last point. Was that, um, I think yesterday, Biden, um, he did a great disservice to the country. He, 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 he literally disrespected the, 
the office of the presidency. Like, regardless of whether or not you like the man, you, you can't you can't call the president in front of the entire United States a clown, a racist, and to just casually tell them to shut up. You know? Right. I agree with you, one hundred percent. It was it was completely disgraceful. But um, I will commend Trump back for at least um, um, one thing that he did was that Biden set down a, a quite a big trap for him, which was invoking um, the death of his son, Bo. And that could have been a moment I felt that could have either broken or made Trump. Because uh, even I felt like the sentiments for a moment, like, oh boy, he's bringing up uh, his, uh, his passed away son. And um, let's see like how Trump handles it. And Trump quickly just says, you know, no, I don't know, Bo. We're talking about um, your other son, Hunter. And then kind of went along with it. So uh, I, I think that's a, it's kind of a good thing that happened. I didn't see a lot of people highlighting as much. So uh, yeah, that's about it, man. All right, thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right, thank you so much. All right, great call. Shout out to Gene for the call. I got a few more on the line I'm going to get to. Let's go. All righty. Nipping, what's going on, boss? All righty, Nipping, what's happening? Oh, no, it's all good, man. It's all right. What's happening? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I believe so. I think I think he did win the debate. People were saying that he was doing too much interrupting and whatnot. And I can understand. But I think overall he won the debate. He, he he sure did absolutely, but you know at a certain at, at a certain point it is a debate, so you need to interrupt sometimes. It's just a matter of how frequently. That's all. Oh, it's my fault. Hold on, because I, I had you muted by accident. That's my fault. Okay, but you but you good now though. Did you hear what I said? So so I heard what you said, but to the callers that cannot hear you, you were saying that um that the the debates just should take turns. It shouldn't just be you know a lot a lot of interruption and whatnot. Yeah, that's true. So. So yeah, Minneapolis voter fraud. Oh my God, has have, have, has Trump? Sorry, not Trump. Has Biden done it again? Biden, as far as what? Biden voter fraud. Well, there was there was some voter fraud happening all over the country. Uh, definitely Minneapolis, where they caught some people doing some voter fraud, and Biden was trying to act like it wasn't really happening. Yeah. Typical Democrats. Right, of course. By the way, um, how come no one can see my video? It's, it's messing up right now at the moment, but keep on going. Okay. Yeah, anyway. So, yeah. Um, Trump allegedly paying only $750 in taxes. 
Oh my god. Yeah, um, I mean that that whole thing. People just don't really understand uh, about what taxes are, and I think the New York Times are playing are playing upon that. They don't. They know that people are kind of ignorant to tax law, and they just want to put out some clickbait stuff that's not true. Of course, I, you know, here's a message to the Democrats: We, Trump, will show his tax returns if if Biden shows his horrific record on civil rights. <laughs> right? How about that? Yeah, yeah, let's, yeah. Let's, let's do that. Do we have a deal? Oh, wait, no, we don't, because Democrats don't do that. Right. And um, I honestly see Trump retaining all the states he won in 2016. I see him winning all of Maine, picking up, uh, what do you call it? Minnesota, possibly Oregon. I see him winning by at least, at least 360 electoral college votes. Uh, well, it's going to be ugly. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I think it will be like that because I don't really see how it can be anything else. Yeah, that's true, man. Um, yeah, this is what I see happening. Um, let me just split the screen with... Let me just share the screen. Um, it's start sharing. Yeah, look, this is how it. Sh Can you see the screen, ABL? Um, no. Oh. Yeah, don't 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 worry, don't worry about doing that right now because it's gonna take you a while. Yeah, we kind of yeah. on air. Yeah, yeah. Um. But what I was trying to show you was that how the electoral college map could look come November. I was trying to show you an interactive map on 270 to win. I'm pretty sure you know what that is, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the electoral votes. And they're saying that it might be a delay as far as the votes because they got to count them. But as long as you're able to get to 270, it doesn't really matter. Even if there's some states that have to be delayed to count them, once you get to 270, it's over with. So... Like, I don't know much about this, but what happens if it ends in 269, 269, like in a deadlock? Well, I don't think that's possible. Really? Yeah, I don't think so. It happened back in 1876, in which um, it was Rutherford B. Hayes versus Sam Samuel Tilden, in which I think back then it was 184 they, they both received 184 electoral college votes, and the thing, and it all went to the Supreme Court. Okay, well, Did hey, you get now? yeah, I, I see, I see what you, I see what you're saying, but um, I don't, I don't know how they're gonna handle it, but I, I hope that it, you know, it, everything goes smoothly, and we don't have to go down that road. I think that we'll get enough electoral votes to even avoid the whole situation. I, I hope so. I hope it doesn't turn into a, what do you call it? Some kind of bad situation with the Supreme Court. We yeah, don't... Like, like 1876, like 2000. I hope it doesn't become like any of those scenarios. Right. Somebody says, we didn't have, we didn't have any states in 50, 1876. It went 50 states. So we have more states now than we did in 1876. So I think it's a different situation. 
But Which, I got that's a very good point. Right. But I, I got a few more calls on the line, Nippin, so I'm gonna go ahead and get to them here. It was nice catching up with you, ABL. Oh definitely, Nippin. Appreciate you, man. I shall speak to you on Sunday. All right, Sunday my time. Uh Sunday your time, Saturday my time. I got you, boss. Yeah, I'll speak to you then. All right now, take care. Peace. Peace. All right, and nipping with the call. Thank you to nipping for the call. Coming all the way from the UK. It's like, you know, old dark 30 over there right now. So shout out to him. And let's get to the next call. Let's go. All right. 352, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hi, this is Debbie in Florida. All righty, what's going on? Well, um, I was wanting to talk about the... Um, mail-in balance. My sister and her husband both received um, mail-in balance um, for actually for the primary and now for the general election, and they never requested them. They never asked for them. They took them when they went to um, vote in the primary and the uh, volunteer told them that they had requested them back in De- on December the 18th. And Melba, my sister, told her, she said, that's impossible. We were in Australia mm. for the entire month of December. Wow. And on, and on these, but, oh, there's more. On the return envelopes, there is a code on the outside of the return envelope for the ballot. One starts with R and a number. The other one starts with a D and a number. Now, what do you reckon that R and D stands for? The crazy thing is, is um, my sister is a Democrat um, on paper, but she is a huge supporter of President Trump. And her husband is uh, registered as a Republican. So that's why they they both got them um, here in Florida. And then when she was posting that on Facebook today, one of her friends said, um, Wendy uh, received one. Can you believe that? Mm. And Wendy is this lady's daughter. She died in a car crash four years ago. Wow. I'm not making this stuff I'm not making this stuff up. Another one of her friends on Facebook posted that her husband and I'm sorry, I can't remember the name right now, what her husband's name was. But anyway, he, she said he received a mail in ballot. She said first of all, he would never vote for Biden. Second of all, he has been gone has died 11 years ago mm. all you got to do is fill out that ballot stuff it in the envelope send it in that's not right yeah i i definitely agree it's, it's not right and i've i've seen that a lot um, one person I, I played, I played a, well, I didn't play a video. I just showed a picture earlier. Uh, somebody in DC, they live in an apartment and they got six mail-in ballots sent to them 
from people that don't live there anymore. One person had been gone for six years from that particular place. So this is yeah. definitely going to be a problem. I swear this, I'm not making any of this stuff up. And there is a friend of mine. Now I'm in Florida. She is in North Carolina. She received a mail-in ballot for, for another person that was listed at her address, mm. which is exactly what you were just saying. Yeah. All she'd have to do is fill it out, stuff it in the envelope, and mail it in. That's it. It's scary. It, it is. is very scary. There has got to be some way that they can invalidate and block these just mail-in ballots from being counted. It's outrageous. And especially with a number on the outside of the envelope that one starts with an R and one starts with a D, I mean, they can just sort them away and have them a nice bonfire with the ones that have an R on them and that's, count the ones, you know, with the D. That's right. Absolutely. It's just insane. It's very scary that the elections have gotten to this point. I agree. Absolutely. All right. That was it. Thank you. And I enjoy listening to you and um, take care. Thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate you. Okay. Bye. All right. Great call. Yeah. This whole mail-in ballot thing. But, you know, I called it from the beginning. It's like, you're going to send out just these ballots uh, kind of randomly, just just throwing them out there. It's going to be a problem. You're not going to be able to do this and have it work out too well for you. It's just not a thing that's going to really go over well. I think anybody that's really paying attention can see it. All right. All righty, Romer, what's going on? Hey, ABL, thanks for taking me. I uh, just uh, wanted to uh, talk. Uh, I mean, uh, most people are talking about uh, the uh, first debate, so I just wanted to give my two cents on it. And my God, I mean, you had a more like positive outlook on it, but just watching the whole 90 minutes on it, like I was frustrated the whole way, not because of like what Trump was doing, because what Trump was doing was understandable as he was pretty much debating two people instead of one. That's right. Yeah, so I'm like, Trump is trying to make a point, and the reason why he was like, why he was, why it looked like he was going off on a tangent was because he was trying to explain like the double standards that Chris Wallace was trying to put in by asking him such obviously biased questions, and honestly irrelevant questions in the long run. I mean, who wants to know about somebody's tax return? That's not going to impact the economy as a whole, is it? No, it's not. It's like a personal kind of attack. That's something that that's something that um, Trump should talk about as far as talking to Joe Biden. It shouldn't be coming from the moderator. Exactly. That's the thing. It's like the moderator is speaking for Biden. And that's not that's not the job. The job is for the moderator to control what both sides are saying, not just one side. Otherwise, there's obvious bias. But of course, I mean, Chris Wallace has been a Democrat for many years. There's no hiding it. Everybody knows that he was siding with Biden the whole time. The only time when he seemed to interrupt when it was like the whole two minute interrupting uh, rule, which of course means nothing. 
And then the next thing I wanted to, I, I feel like there's a pattern going on. Like, you know, notice how, like, in the 2016 debate where Trump seemed to have flubbed against Hillary Clinton as well in the first debate, but then he got better in the in the in the next two debates. I feel I feel like I may maybe I'm alone in this, but I feel like this could be another pattern which could be happening again. What do you think about that? I mean, maybe so. I think I think he did well in all the debates, but I think he could just improve. Like I was saying before, um, I've been on debates a lot on TV and the producers ask you to interrupt. They say interrupt, jump in whenever you want. And that's kind of how it goes. But you got to kind of do it in a measured way. You can't constantly interrupt because it makes for a bad debate. You can't hear either side. So you interrupt at, uh, you, you do it in moderation. So next debate, he'll interrupt still, Trump that is, but do it a little bit less and he'll be perfectly fine. One, one adjustment, he'll be fine. He had everything else right. He was on point what he was saying, talking about Hunter Biden and all these things. Make a small adjustment, you'll be just fine. Right. Here's the problem, though. Like all that, uh, all that is supposed to be the moderator's job. And that's where Chris Wallace failed miserably, especially with trying to control that when when uh, he was the one who himself stated this is an open discussion. There won't be interrupt. I mean, they're like, feel free to jump in. And then he brings this up. I mean, like it, it might as well have been a, mod, a It might as well have been a debate moderated by CNN, but it was just Fox <laughs> in name, so to speak. Yeah, that's a good point. Right. So, I mean, like, what do you think is going to happen with C-SPAN since they're a more neutral source? Um, I'm not really sure. It all depends on who the moderator is, really, because they are more neutral. But sometimes you can have a non-neutral person on a neutral place or they may become non-neutral at a particular point. So I don't really know what's going to happen. But I right. think that they're going to try whatever they can to remain neutral. because That's part of the whole thing. They have a reputation of being neutral, so they can't really damage that. They'll rather uh, keep their reputation rather than try to attack Trump. Right, and that's where that's where I'm kind of a little bit scared for the third debate because it's going to be hosted by MSNBC, and that's where I fear it could be as bad as Chris Wallace. But I mean, at this point, I think Trump all. I think this was a test for Trump mm -hmm. to see like how it was going to happen because just like how they had to prepare with Hillary with her supposed Parkinson's disease, there was like, it's going to be worse for Biden because he has dementia. The only thing they could do is slow down his dementia by giving some drugs, which can uh, alter some of the neurotransmitter release in uh, his brain. But I mean, how long could that happen? last for? I mean, 90 minutes, it's possible, but I wouldn't count on it. Right. Good point. Right. So, um, those are the main things, and then uh, let's see what else. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it for now. Just wanted to cover that with the first debate. Hopefully, the next two debates will go well. I'm pretty. I already know like what's going to happen between uh, Pence and Harris. It's going to be an obvious win for Pence because Kamala has nothing to has nothing to back up her stances on. That's right, man. Right on point. Thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate you. All right, thanks for taking me on. Take care. All right, a great call. Shout out to all the callers tonight. You guys have been fantastic. If you're enjoying the calls, if you're enjoying the show, give me a like on the video. Hit the thumbs up button. Make that gray thumbs up blue. And if you're not subscribed yet, go ahead and subscribe right now and click that bell to get notified whenever I go live and or post a new video. If you're listening on your favorite audio streaming platform, whether it be Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Google, um, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you are, 
give me a five-star rating give me a review do whatever you can share it all that good stuff subscribe to me over there and i'd appreciate you very much 860 you're in the line who am i speaking to Hey, BL, it's Sonia. Figured if Ivan got through, I had to keep on trying. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're on. So how, how's everything going? Everything's okay. Um, this debate, oh my goodness. I was thinking about how the disconnect between us Trump supporters and everybody else, if all they ever see is the mainstream media, is that same old line that Trump is a racist. They never get beyond that, and it was more apparent after this debate when all everybody kept talking about was that comment about the Proud Boys, which I don't know why that's synonymous with KKK, but that's like the biggest thing they could um, keep harping on. You know, they think he's a racist, and that's that, you know? Yeah, that's all they can do all the time. They keep trying to say he's racist, and they keep asking the question about white supremacists over and over and over again. They don't ask mm -hmm. Biden about that, although we know that there are some racists on that side, as well as it's, it's racist everywhere. They exist. So why is it always mm -hmm. a one-sided question that they've been asking them for every day almost for the past four years? Yeah, and they always think that he's racist because of the, how he says things, but they o totally overlook Biden for the actual things that he says that sound, you know, racist, you know, clear, clear as day, you know. It's not even how he's expressing himself. It's actual things that he said. And um, let's just pretend both men were racist. Who has the policies behind him? Obviously, it's Trump. You know, he's the one that's put things in place that have benefited people of color. But unfortunately, if nobody knows that and nobody does their own research and they don't get their head out of the sand, they will never know any of that because the debate's not going to tell you. You know, that's right. That's Absolutely. just not going to inform the people. It's unfortunate because he's done so much. Now, do you think that Biden had an earpiece while he was um, debating? And I wasn't sure if he was reading from a teleprompter, if they both had access to that. It seemed like Trump was talking off the cuff and um, Biden was reading. Yeah, I'm not really I'm not really <laughs> sure about the, the teleprompter or what or any kind of uh, earpiece. It could have been the earpiece because uh, I think Trump's campaign wanted to get an, you know, an ear inspection to see if there's any kind of mm -hmm. device in there. And then I saw some kind of wire. I don't know what that was. I have no idea what that was. It could have been anything, but um, it's possible <laughs> because, um, uh, but you know, I do know one thing. I know that Biden had some written statements that he was reading for sure. And he was pretty much just reading that, looking into the camera and talking, giving a direct to the camera speech rather than debating. If he had an earpiece, if he had a teleprompter, it really didn't work too much. And the debate part of the debate, because, when Trump was going at him, it was like he was a little kid trying to escape from his big brother getting punched in the head. So he did not do too well if he had any kind of assistance. Well, I'll give Biden one thing. He came off better on this debate um, than he does in any of the interviews he's had until now. He wasn't asleep. <laughs> he wasn't as confused. It was like they prepped him really good. Or they gave him something before the thing. But do you agree that this is the best he's ever looked and anything he's done? Um, he probably looked a little bit better. But at the same time, he did not look very well because, you know, you, you see a Trump on stage. I mean, compared to the other things, you know, where he I, stumbles and completely loses track. He seemed more together in this and all of those. A, a little bit, maybe um, a little bit. Mm -hmm. But he still has some stumbling moments. I, I was I, I tell you what, though, I, I was kind of surprised he was able to stand up for that long and not mm -hmm. totally fall over because they were saying that they might want some breaks uh, each, like, what, two 30-minute? Well, two breaks after, every, after each 30 minutes. So a half hour in, take a break, 
and now we're going to take a break and then 90 minutes you're done. But he didn't take any breaks. I think towards the end, the gas tank was pretty much on E. He's getting ready to go ahead and mm-hmm. stop on the side of the road, but yeah. he was able to make it. So I was kind of surprised <laughs> he was able to make it. Yeah, and then the thing is, you know, they both did their fair of, of petty. They both interrupted each other. There was a lot of talking over, just like The View. And um, But only only Trump gets, gets um, you know, railed about, you know, that kind of stuff, even though Biden was doing it as well. And as far as the moderator is concerned, since it's clear that they can't be biased, I mean, unbiased, I mean, this guy worked for Fox, so and he was favoring Biden the whole time, I think that they should just cut through the chase, and instead of having someone who will pretend to be fair, just get their own moderator. And you know this guy's got Trump's back, and you know this guy's got Biden's back. They each have their set of questions, and they go at it, and they get that time equally. What do you think about that? That's a good point. Like, have one moderator for half of the show, the other one for the other half of the show, and toss a coin at the beginning and say who goes first. Toss a coin. Because who picks these questions that, they, that, that Chris Wallace was asking? Who gets to pick them? Um, I don't think it's either one of them. I think it's um, up mm. to whoever is hosting a debate. That would probably be Fox News. It wouldn't be Trump or oh, Biden I because see. they mm-hmm. shouldn't have the questions early. They, they, have to get, they have to be prepared to answer anything, and they might get thrown a curveball so they don't have any kind of mm-hmm. unfair advantage. I'm trying to figure out why Biden is speaking on the tax codes as if he's not a millionaire himself. Isn't he one? He, he sure is. I saw his uh, 1040 form and it had like, you know, it definitely had uh, seven digits on it. So he's definitely a millionaire. And to be in yeah, politics. He speaks to the rich as if he's like far removed from that life. I'm pretty sure he's doing well. And um, the last thing, I was surprised that he was saying that he wasn't in favor of defunding the police. All of a sudden, he says that um, he doesn't want that. He wants community policing. But then he lost him when he said psychologists should come along to de-escalate. And I thought, what? And then he says that um, the violence is working in Trump's favor. But then why aren't you doing anything about it? Because Democrats and people in the middle also wanted to stop. That was his chance to say it. Yeah, I mean, he could have denounced Antifa when Trump prompted him to. And they kept trying to say, mm-hmm. okay, Trump denounced this, Trump denounced that. Well, denounce Antifa, denounce Black Lives Matter that are out here destroying Democrat states all over the nation, destroying black business, white business, everything else. He didn't want to do that because he knows that that's part of his base. So if you're really against the violence, then talk about where it's coming from. You know, but he didn't want to do that. No, he sure didn't. Well, I hope that people don't go by that debate because once again, Trump has done so much. And if they don't do their own research, they're never going to hear about it. That's right. Absolutely. Well, take care, Ibiel. I'm glad I got through. Well, thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate you. You're welcome. Bye. All right. Great call from Sonia. Let's get to some more calls here. All righty. And thank you all for being here. You guys are the best audience on the Internet. Couldn't ask for anything better. Okay. Let me get to some more. Okay. Let's go. 253, you're in the line. Who am I speaking to? Hello? Yes, 253. Who am I speaking to? Oh, this is Steve. All righty, man. What's going on? Had to get you off speaker. Sorry. Yeah, I wanted to make a couple comments. One, as far as uh, Trump paying 750 in taxes, uh, I wouldn't want to vote for a president that overpaid taxes. So uh, to me, that's a good thing. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not even like they, they put it out there, but it's not even true. He paid, he actually paid. One million in 2016 and 4.2 million in 2017. And 750 was what he owed after he had already paid quarterly. 
he paid in advance and then owed more afterwards. And they're saying that's all that he paid. It's just not even true. But of course, they, they put it out there like it is true. It's a lie. But that's what the media does. They lie. Yeah, okay. And then my second point is uh, there's a lot of rumors going around about uh, Joe Biden backing out of the next debates. Uh, I think if he does that, someone maybe like you or mostly be probably better of a, a big news company uh, should hold mock debates. We have a lot of things, uh, a video on what Joe Biden has said in the past and what he's representing now. And, uh, Either someone can make a mock debate with video on both sides or actually having Trump debate a, uh, Joe Biden's past videos. Well, no, I mean, if he, if, he's, if he won't be there, then don't have the debate. Don't try to do anything to compensate for him not being there. If he's not there, then I would run on that if I was Trump. I would be saying that at rallies and everything else. I'd be like, look, this guy wants to, you know, escape the debates. I'll come there. I'll debate. I'll debate two people at the same time. I'll debate the entire mainstream media at once. So, no, if he doesn't want to show up, then don't try to do anything to compensate. Okay. Thanks for your opinion. I'll let you go. Have a great day. Thank you for the call. All right. Shout out to the caller. No, if if Biden doesn't show up, there's no compensating for him. No, you're not there. That's going to be pretty much it. I don't have to debate with a ghost or a specter. Let's go ahead and just, you know, keep everything rocking and rolling. All right. 774, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Uh, this is Jenna. All right. What's going on? Oh, oh, my goodness, you're actually here. Um, so I was calling because I had a few questions. Let me just pause the video. Um, so one thing is I was wondering how are you feeling about the having them debate via Joe Rogan. Um, I was also wondering if you have any input on the fact that, like, we haven't heard about hydroxychloroquine from Trump anymore. Um, I was really liking that he was talking about it because it looks like there's a lot of good research about it. Um, and I was wondering what you're thinking about um, in terms of, like, is there going to be a second debate? Obviously, you're talking about that right now. But um, what are your thoughts? <laughs> okay. Now, what was the first question again? Um, I forgot. Oh, no worries. Um, so my first question is, what about the Joe Rogan debate? Oh, Joe Rogan. Yeah, Joe Rogan. Yes, I want that to happen. Um, Joe Rogan. I like him as far as his interviews. He has a lot of great content. I like um, the Elon Musk. That was a classic. Alex Jones, Mike Tyson. Uh, he has some really good guests on there. I like when he had Kenneth Owens on there and they had to debate about climate change. I want that type of energy. And then I think Joe Rogan will be able to kind of control it a little bit better. It'd be more relaxed environment. I think that'd be great. And it'd be a great way to reach some of the younger audience that maybe kind of on the fence, undecided. So I think that'd be fantastic. And then it, for Joe, it'd be fantastic to have a presidential debate on the platform. It'd be monumentous. So, yeah, I want that to happen for sure. Uh, I think it'd be much better as a moderator than um, Chris Wallace, although Joe is kind of a lefty. He wouldn't be as biased as Chris. He just kind of ask questions without judgment from both sides. So I want that to happen. And as far as I talk to chloroquine, I'm not really sure why Trump's going to talk about it anymore. Maybe if he talks about it, it might cause a run on it. It might cause people to, it, it might do more harm than good, possibly. I'm not really sure. I think it's already out there at that's this particular. What it seems like. Huh? That's what it seems like. It seems like he mentioned it and everybody, you know, tried to exit out of the conversation. 
And I kind of just wish that you had mentioned before, like, hey, he should have done like the opposite. Um, I don't know. I just feel like it would have been better if he had said, you know, everybody wear a mask and then, you know, they'd be against masks. Like, I mean, right. It's really crazy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, that that's pretty much how it goes. You know, Trump could say, go this way to get a million dollars. They go the other way. So it's like if, if the money was right there, they miss it because they just so anti-Trump. So, yeah, I think it's already out there. We know about what it is. So I think the information is available if you want to get it. So it's not it's not up to Trump to try and talk about that anymore. Beat that dead horse and still get the media scrutiny and criticism. Yeah. It's already out there. Yeah, I hear you. And he's going to be criticized no matter what. I mean, I think the Chris Wallace treatment of Trump last night was insane and it was so appalling. Um, I feel like it would be hard for me to not be on the defense in that situation. And I completely understand why he was because there's lying, like coming from the left, so much lies. Um, I also actually have a question for you about what's going on with all the riots and stuff. Like I have family and friends that live all over the country and I want them to be safe. And so I try to send them videos of things that are actually happening in nearby towns of theirs. Um, and they, like, don't want to hear it. They're super left. And they're like, ah, that's not happening. And they, like, really are lying to themselves about it. And how do you approach that? How do you, how do you like, you know, try to keep your family safe even if they're really bad voters? Um, that's a really good question. Um, if people don't want to hear it, you can't really do that much. You can send it to them. And it might get through to somebody. They might look at it and they might be like, oh, okay, this is happening. And you can send it to them to say, hey, this is happening right down the street. Please be safe without any kind of politics involved. If they don't want to hear it, then that's on them. There's no more you can do. You've done your job. You've said that you're trying to look out for their safety. It's not about politics, left, right, front row, center. It's not about that. It's about safety. If they don't want to hear it, then it's okay. You've done your job and you just leave it in God's hand after that. Just, you know, leave it to God. And whatever happens, happens. Anthony, you're amazing. And I am so grateful that I found you. And I really, really appreciate you and all that you do. And thank you so much well, um, you. just for even just speaking all the time. I mean, you're great. You're amazing. And I really think that everybody needs to know about you. And I, I would love to hear you as a debate host. Seriously. It'd be great. <laughs> well, I thank you for your, your very so much, kind words. Anthony. Thank you for your comment. Definitely appreciate you. Absolutely. I appreciate you. Have a great day. All righty. So you, you guys are fantastic. If you can't get on, it's not my fault. You got to you gotta blame the white man. I'm going to try to get everybody on as soon as possible. You guys just hang tight. Okay. Call the anonymous speaker to 917. Oh, cool. I got you. Hey, um, did you listen to Larry Elder today? Uh, no, I didn't. I highly recommend your audience to check him out. If you haven't heard of Larry Elder, you know, you know, you know who he is. I know who he is, but he, he's fantastic. And his review today of the debate was, as you say, on point. The biggest thing that bugged me about that debate was that when Biden brought up that freaking lie about Charlton, Charlton, again, that Trump did not refute that really in any effective way, he kind of mumbled something, and that was it. That is such a huge, huge sticking point with so many people. Like, Trump needed to make that crystal clear that that's a flat-out lie. You know what I mean? Yeah, but he's done it so much. It's just like, like I said, I said on Twitter, if I was Trump, I would carry around 
a video of me dis of of me denouncing white supremacy and all of that on my yeah. phone. So anytime somebody right. asks me about it, I will just say, "Here, look at me. This is what this is what I said three years ago, and I feel the same way today." And that'd be pretty much the end of it. So you could stop asking me the same question over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah, but you know the thing is, ABL is that these debates are like probably like the first time for lots and lots of people to really listen to the candidates. You know, to really get information, I think Trump should have been just totally prepared for that and had <clears throat> a totally concise rebuttal and say, "Look, go here. Here's where you can see the full statement of what I said, because that is a complete flat-out lie." And also, um, when they try to get him to denounce white supremacy, I mean, if you listen to Larry Elder's show from today, he played a montage of Trump specifically denouncing white supremacists in hate groups and all that, like over and over and like freaking like a dozen times or so. And I just feel like Trump did not defend himself well enough on that front. And that's hugely important because the Democrats make everything about race. But you know what? One, one thing about it was that Chris, Matt, Chris Wallace asked that question improperly because he was trying to rope in other things. Chris Wallace, all I had to do was say, do you denounce white supremacy, white nationalists? Trump would have said yes. Matter of fact, he did say yes. He said sure twice when he was asking him the yeah, question. But see, what Chris Wallace did was try to say, oh, it happened in Portland. It happened in Kenosha. Well, what are we talking about? Yeah. You're talking about Cal Rittenhouse. Now you want me to talk about active cases that are going on, things that are not proven. You're asking me a loaded question. You're, you're, you're making it hard for me to answer this question appropriately. Because if I say... I denounce white supremacy and X, Y, and Z. Now I've thrown Cal, I saw, yeah. I've thrown Cal under the bus. I've thrown others under the bus. Don't know, they don't need to be. And then Proud Boys. So now you want them to say Proud Boys is a white supremacist organization, which they're not, and then denounce them and improperly. Yeah. You want me to say a thing that's irresponsible. If I'm the president and I say a thing like that, that can be very damaging to people that don't deserve it. So I think Chris yep. Wallace asked him the question improperly. Oh, sure. It's probably trying to avoid a, you know, the gotcha thing. But, you know, I mean, ABL, you're, you're just like, you should be a debate coach. <laughs> <laughs> the way you answered it was like, that made more sense than what Trump did. I just, I'm disappointed that he was not prepared enough for that whole topic. Because to me, it's huge. It's freaking huge. It's like one of the biggest things about this election. Yeah, I understand. I, I do. Yeah. Well, that was it. That's all I had to say. Love your show. All right. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. Yeah, shout out to the caller. Yeah, I understand. But see, he, he was asking that loaded question. So when you right there on the spot, you got to be able to think, you know, I'm on the money quarterback just looking at it and reviewing it and giving my two cents. But that was a very loaded question from Chris Wallace. Oh, he could have just left it at, do you denounce white supremacists, white nationalists, asking the same old question he's been asked a million times. It said, yes, I do, 100%. I denounce any groups like that and other groups as well. Okay, and then Chris Wallace... I'm going to say Matthews again, because they're the same guy in my view. Actually, I think Chris Matthews is better than Chris Wallace, but anyway, digress. Um, Chris Wallace did not ask Joe Biden the same question about Antifa and white supremacists as well. So why just ask Trump? Why is it Trump that is responsible for white supremacy, if it even is a thing? Why is it just Trump? Why not ask Joe Biden? Okay. And if it's not about white supremacists with Joe Biden, what about Black Lives Matter? What about Antifa? What about the left wing radical or things that we see out there every day? 
know that it's happening. Go to Democrat-run cities. They're being firebombed. Portland, Oregon had violence for 100 days straight. Was that Trump supporters out there? Or was it left-wing guys that would probably vote for Biden if they vote at all? They're, not, they're, not gonna, they're out there talking about F. Trump. So it's the other side. It's their responsibility. Why not ask him that? Because he was asking these loaded questions, trying to attack Trump rather than trying to be a neutral moderator, which was his job. But I digress. All right. And the Proud Boys is Antifa are more white than the Proud Boys. Antifa is nearly 100% white. The Proud Boys aren't. The Proud Boys are multicultural. Led by Enrique Tarrio, who's not white at all. I met him in Miami. Cool dude. Nice dude. I shook his hand, looked him straight in his face. He's not white at all. But you go to Antifa, it's 99.99% white. That's facts. But I move right along. All right, call you online. I'm speaking to 407. Hey. What's happening? Hey, BL. Thank you for taking my call. This is Ron from Orlando. All righty. Hey. hey, I just turned into your show a few minutes ago, so I know uh, you guys have been talking about the, the debate from... Um, Last night, am I correct? Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, that was uh, that was an interesting uh, debate last night, and uh, I'm pretty sure you guys are uh, uh, reading some of the tweets and uh, feedback today. I know a lot of people felt like it was kind of like uh, Trump against two, two against one last night. So it was kind of crazy last night, and, and it's, uh, it's Trump can't win if he stays quiet. You know, they're going to railroad him. And then if he interrupts, they're saying that he's talking over, you know, Joe Biden and he's not being presidential, which Joe Biden was the same way also. So before I forget anything, uh, shout out to uh, King Face and his family. Uh, rest in peace, King Face. That was a big loss. So that was uh, I heard about that yesterday. That was uh, pretty, pretty sad. Definitely. It, it was. was a true, 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 uh, true soldier, true patriot there. But um. One thing I wanted to kind of like uh, uh, bring up um, uh, with the conservative side, and this is something that's kind of I've, I've agreed or uh, listened to other uh, YouTube YouTubers up, is that with with when it comes to the left and the right, I feel sometimes with the right, sometimes I feel like it's about messaging, and as you can see, you know how with the left, like, like recently, um, uh, the Rock uh, supposedly uh, endorsed um, uh Joe Biden, which none of us should be surprised with that, because you know how Hollywood is. It's all about, you know, getting the biggest names and Hollywood celebrities. But I think sometimes the right needs to be more st- strategic and find people out there that, you know, who are not afraid of, of the left, who are not afraid of Hollywood, like gentlemen, um, was it Jim Caviezel, who's doing uh, the movie, uh, that just came out of the movie, uh, uh, that just came out, uh, the, the Nesta Souza movie that just came out. Uh, he was in in a, uh, what's his name again? Uh, that he was in the Passion of the Christ. Uh, Mel Gibson. He's just getting a huh? Mel Gibson. That? No, no. Uh, um, uh, the uh, movie that just came out by Dennis D'Souza about the uh, what's it called? Infidel. It just came out. Uh, Infidel. Uh, it's a it's a it's a true story. Uh, he's the one that that's a gentleman that played the Passion of the Christ, played Jesus in the Passion of the Christ, the actor. Okay. Oh yeah, so you know he's uh, he's been on several interviews uh, uh, with a uh, Huckabee, and he's still in Hollywood. And you got guys like James Woods, and I think sometimes the right can put a panel together of people who are in in either they're still in Hollywood or former actors 
who are not afraid to come out and expose the left. And I give you an example of what I'm talking about. Uh, Little Wayne, which I'm not a big fan of his music, but Little Wayne, he's been in more than one interview where they've tried to they've tried to bait him and to talk about systemic racism and police brutality. And he's actually told in more than one interview that, and it was, it was uh, they call it controversial. He's actually told, uh, and I'm talking about some of these sports shows, uh, he, was, uh, he was asked, do you believe in police brutality? And he gave a very interesting story, but I don't know if, if, if your audience uh, knows about this, but Lil Wayne for many years has said that when he was younger, um, he was shot. Uh, he was in a shootout when he was like 12 or 13 years old. And just well, not so long ago, he recently admitted that um, that actually he wasn't shot by anyone else. He actually tried to commit suicide. He shot himself. And uh, the police officer that came into the house, that raided the house where he was, the police officer that saved his life and took him to the hospital is actually the same police officer that, that arrested his father, put his father in jail yeah. years, years before that. Mm. So right there... Uh, he just destroyed the the person who was interviewing him. Was saying, "You expect me to to hate police officers, law enforcement?" But if it wasn't for that police officer who drove him into the hospital, he said he wouldn't be alive. You know, and that's and imagine the guy the guy who put your dad in jail is the guy who actually saved your life years later. You know, and uh, and they're still friends to this day. And also, I remember one another interview they were trying to ask him about racism. And they felt that uh, he made that he was made a controversial comment. He says, "How can I be race? How can I believe in racism and oppression when I'm a black man in America who come from nothing and I'm a multimillionaire?" And he goes, "And you expect me to believe in systemic racism?" So he destroyed that. Now I don't know what his political beliefs are, but I think if, if the right were to able to put more people like that in the front, you know, front for for the America to see that that not everybody out there who's a celebrity was an athlete, people who, who are not afraid about being canceled can ex- to, can, can expose the left of all these all these false narratives that they're pushing out there, you know, with the athletes and, and celebrities. And, and with Little Wayne, like I said, I really don't know what his political, uh, uh, if, if he's into politics or not, but he's been, they've been trying to bait him for years into talking about police brutality and racism, and he, has, and he won't bite, you know? Right. So, you know, that's something that I think the right needs to focus on even in these next four years because, as you can see with Hollywood, uh, with, with uh, the, the left, uh, that's what they're trying to do. They try to pander, just like with the Cardi B. We all know that what, what was the reason for that. I mean, you know, uh, uh, you know that Joe Biden doesn't listen to Shaheen, but, of course, that was just all pander. That's what they, all they do is pander. Uh, so they'll try to get the biggest uh, celebrities or the biggest following. But I think the right, if they can focus on people, not to pander, but at least to put people in the forefront, they'll say, hey, you know what? There's people out there who are, you know, who are already established where they're not worried about being canceled, and they'll speak their mind. And Little Wayne, I guess he just didn't care if people were going to cancel him or not because, like he said, he said most of his concerts, most of his audience is white. So he's like, <laughs> you know, so he's like, I'm making my money, and, and he's not ashamed about talking about, uh, you know, uh, his lifestyle. So, but, uh, yeah, but... um. And, and and not only, not only that. I'm sorry, caller, but I got I got to go ahead and cut it off right here because I got I got to get close to the show. But thank you for the call, okay, man. Well, Definitely appreciate you. All right, all right, all right. Thanks for taking my call. All right, no problem. All right, shout out to the caller, but I got to go. I'm past my time. Actually, I'm a little bit late closing the show. I thank y'all for being here. You guys are the best audience on the internet. If you can't get through tonight, I'm sorry. Got to blame the white man. It's not my fault. But we got another live show coming up on Saturday on this channel, 8 p.m. Eastern, and I'll be live on Brendan Tatum's channel tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern. 
And if you're not subscribed yet, go ahead and do that right now and click the bell so you get noti notified whenever I go live and or post a new video as I do pretty much every day except for Sunday. All right. Little quick 10 minute videos every day and live streams twice a week on this channel, once a week on Brandon Tatum's channel. All right. I got super chats to read right quick and then I'm going to go ahead and wrap it on up, put a bow on the top. And let me go back to where I was. Let me see. Thank you to Pineapple Papa 34 who says, um, Chris Wallace for president. Wallace 2020. Hey, that's what he, he like. He, he's pretty much running. GT Earn says Trump 2020, Palin Trump 2024. Uh, Joe, you're talking about uh, Trump Jr. And wait, Sarah Palin, what's going on, sir? Take it to Joe Curtis, who says, look up body language, first presidential debate 2020. It shows that Biden has some type of communication going on with someone other than Trump or moderator. Yep, good point. And he had people in the audience, so it could have been somebody out in the audience. Like I said, it could have been them baseball signals, you know. <laughs> it could have been that going on. Who knows? Thank you to Lee Nelson, who says 2020 divided by 3-6 divided, uh, equals 30330, a.k.a. Biden's texting number. Thank you to a patriotic woman who says, as always, I really enjoy your honest assessment of the topics of the day. Well, I thank you for your very kind words and your donation. Thank you to um, a bunch of stars. That's their name. Like, it's just asterisks all on the line who says hire a receptionist so you can answer my call a little well the line's busy hey it, I can't do nothing about that at least for right now thank you to that uh, West Virginia or WV 5.0 who says you're welcome back in the wild and wonderful anytime sir love the channel hey thank you for your donation yeah I'm gonna come back to West Virginia as soon as I can definitely want to go back and visit thank you to Justin Cow who says that fellow interrupts too much it is a double S with that soft serve. <laughs> Thank you to Christy Rondazzo for becoming the ABL supporter. Thank you to Freddie Jack who says, great show, ABL. Thumbs up. Thank you to Border Patrol 139 for becoming the ABL supporter. And also Teresa Keith for becoming the ABL supporter. Street Diamond says, it was a debate of Trump versus Biden and Wallace. Correct. Two on one. Ask El Michelle. Thank you for your uh, donation, El Michelle. She says, great show, ABL. Brian Baker says, ABO, I think the president, I think the president Trump left some easy shots on the table last night when he reviews round two will be a TKO. Street Diamonds also says, white, black, brown, male or female, we are all Americans and we are all equal. It's your life. You could do anything you want, no matter their race or sex. Uh, Crunchy D, I know I'm butchering the name and I'm sorry. Thank you for coming, member of the ABL squad. Thank you to Zenith Works, who says, I don't know why all these Democrats or left idiots started to stand the United States Postal Service. When they go to Amazon Viewer of any hot product, you'll see someone give a one star for the delivery. <laughs> Thank you to Adrian Henderson for your donation. Thank you to Planet X for the laughing emoji donation. Thank you to Planet X again. Thank you to ABCDEFGH. That's the real thing. For the donation, thank you to Andy S. Who says, if Biden thinks Antifa is an idea. Oh, let me go back to where I was. Uh, does that mean that he blames BLM for the rioting and violence? If they are fake, then only BLM is out there. But that's, a, that's a good point. If Antifa doesn't even really exist, but BLM does, and they're both out there, then who's doing the rioting and protesting and shooting and the looting and whatnot? Very good question. Thank you to Buffer Revolutionary, who says Joe defeated Biden. <laughs> uh, Stymie says, okay, ABL, Trump learns from his mistakes to overcome it. 
Uh, the Nicorman says Biden lied about serving in the military and don't forget about his son. Stuart Roberts says, was Biden wearing a wire? Your thoughts, true or false? I don't really know. I saw something, but I don't know what that was. I don't have enough evidence to say yay or nay, so I just don't have that information. Um, thank you to Matthew Hammond, who says, the latest video from Barricade Garage gives you a shout out. He's legit funny. Hey, shout out to Barricade Garage. I watch him. Shout out to you if you're watching, sir. Big up to your channel. Um, if you don't, if you guys don't know, I'm talking about that's barricade, like you're barricaded in the crib garage, like your like your guard, like a car garage. So shout out to Barricade Garage. Thank you to Theophrastus who says we have a cop living nearby. Anyone he warned us, police will quote pull back, not protect you. Couldn't get my family to listen and beef up their own homes. So unfortunate. Stuart Roberts says, ABO, please debate somebody. I won't say their name of a, a group. I won't say I don't want to deal with them. I, I know who that is. I've I've seen them. I don't want to deal with them. I rather would just keep doing what I'm doing. I don't want to get involved in toxic stuff. Thank you to imagine bum who says Asians for Trump, Trump 2020. Thank you to Leo Mazzino, who says her cow's attorneys will be suing Biden on his referring to him as a white supremacist. If he doesn't retract it. Exactly. Exactly. Didn't I say that? Because Chris Wallace, hey, sue him too. Because Chris Wallace was trying to, he was trying to allude to that, talking about, oh, Kenosha, it was my supremacists out there doing some things in their Portland. He was trying to insinuate that Cal Rittenhouse was a white supremacist. That's why Trump didn't answer. Trump ain't no moron. He understands a load of question when he hears it. Now, what I want Trump to do is to call out a load of question when he hears it. It's like, wait a minute, that's, that's a loaded question. You want me to answer a thing that's not about white supremacy or something else? You want me to label a person as a white supremacist that I don't know if they are or not. I have no idea who this person is, who that person is. I can't say they are a thing that I don't know. Very good point. Thank you to J.C. Warlock, who says, still think Biden should be talking to Chris Hansen. <laughs> uh, thank you to Charles Turner Jr., who says, ABL Harris did say on June 18th, 2020, unrest will continue until after the election. She said, everyone take note. Kamala, the Ugandan nightmare. Okay, I'll check that out. Thank you to Jedu Raya, who says Trump 2020, 2024, 2028, 2032. Trump forever. And thank you to XX John Ward. We'll Most certainly appreciate you, boss. All righty. That'll be a wrap for me for tonight's show. Thank y'all for being here. You guys are the best audience on the internet. I'll be back again live tomorrow on Brennan Tatum's channel. And I'll be back again live Saturday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, right here on this channel. And of course, I got, you know, the news of the day every single day, except for Sundays, on the channel. So subscribe right now if you're not subscribed yet. Subscribing is totally free. And click that bell as well. If you click the bell, you get notified whenever I go live and or post a new video. All right. Thank you to the moderators. You guys do a great job keeping them trolls in check and out of the way. We got True Helper. We got, let me see, we got Bill from the Hills. We got my wife, uh, Nate Logan. We got Charles Hunter Jr. We got everybody in here. Thank you all for doing what you're doing. And you guys did a great job last night during the debate because we had 25,000 people as a peak concurrent, which was crazy. The chat was going fast. I'm talking about it was going as fast as Biden's uh, drugs wearing off last night. So it was a whole lot going on. Rapper 10,000, I see you as well. Zedditus Kainsword as well. You guys do a great job all the time. All right, so that's all I got for y'all. I'll be back again. But until next time, 
Y'all be safe. I'm out. And peace.